Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Podcast, a cannabis podcast for budding enthusiasts. This episode, as always, was brought to you by 420 Australia, your premium store for 420 lifestyle and apparel. Seeds here now, your number one seed bank, who offer not only a guarantee on germination, but more importantly, a guarantee on satisfaction, as well as OGS, for all your organic gardening needs. On this episode, we're joined by Mr. James Bean of Seeds Here Now to talk what it's like to own one of the biggest seed companies in the world and all things cannabis. Let's get into it. Alrighty, so a big thank you to our first guest on the show, who's not necessarily a breeder, but instead the owner of potentially the largest and best seed company in the world, James Bean of Seeds Here Now. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you uh, you reaching out. It was nice to meet you at the Emerald Cup, and uh, thanks for following up. Yeah, no worries, and thanks for coming on again. First question I've got, going to deviate a little from the normal first question is, before we get into it, have you ever considered yourself to be a serious grower? And if so, what strains were you into at first? Yes. So, uh, the whole serious grower, master grower, evil term, um, I, 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 don't, um, I, don't, I don't, I don't comply with generally. Um, I think um, the way I, I try to tell people it's a weed and they call it that for a reason. Try to learn something from everybody every day and you'll, you'll get smarter. Um, he who thinks he knows it all at the end of the day has got a lot of learning to do and maybe needs to find something else. Because there's always something, the tricks that an old schooler can teach you or tricks that a new schooler can be like, hey, check this out. You're like, oh, technology, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I did grow. I had a 10K grow um, right before I got into uh, when I picked up about my 12th breeder. It became I had to sit down and talk to myself and and and, and decide do I want it to be a liability if, if my if my grow got popped because I, I have a hard time growing numbers like a lot of us do. Um, and so if if uh, if my ever if my grow ever got too smelly or if my grow got popped and I had the cops come, would it would it be worth risking my um, my guy's business and, and everything I've built just because I wanted to grow a couple extra plants and and of course the answer to that was no and so I stopped I stopped growing I still have all the equipment in my garage um, and then um, oddly enough three days before Christmas this year um, I now have 35 breeders um, I have my garage is full of uh, my artworks where it was my office but uh, three days before Christmas somebody stole my car and so I saw two Oregon sheriff at the top of my driveway, uh, knowing that they couldn't come down, there's no turnaround spot, and then uh, waited for the other one. The other two showed up, so they both could all come down. I said, how you doing? How can I help you? They said, oh, hey, Mr. Collins, can we look in your garage? I said, uh, well, you know, normally I would let you, but uh, 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 do you have a warrant? They said, uh, no, we just uh, we should look in there. And I usually would fight them on it, but I ain't got nothing. So I opened it. I said, what? What's going on? They said, well, actually, your car's been stolen, and it's been involved in two accidents in two different counties. We wanted to make sure that it wasn't here and it wasn't in your garage. And so through no fault of my own, I could have had my game exposed and have put my breeders at risk because somebody decided to steal my car, and the cops had to come and check that it wasn't in my garage. And so it's just, it just wasn't worth that risk to me, and so I stopped growing, But which is, which is hard because I got a lot of um, – sometimes maybe your girlfriend isn't the nicest, so you have to go double work out there, and you got a lot of work to do in the garage. <laughs> and so that kind of took, you know, oh, I got to go take loans, or I got to go clean up, you know, kind of took that element out of there. And that kind of was a bummer. But, um, and, you know, I, I used to listen to, uh, you know, podcasts, uh, 
um, frequently. And while I grew, I like to I like to give my ladies some knowledge so they knew where they came from. And so I would I'd play the I'd play the podcast. Uh, um, little grower's tip. Uh, I would always plug in my radio into the same circuit as my fans. Now, when my radio was always on, people would say, oh, why do you have your radio on? So, well, if the radio is ever off, that means the circuit on the fans has blown and we got problems. And so if you ever hear the radio off, you come tell me right away because that means the fans are off. And then strains I like growing. Um, I like what I described as, uh, as, as uh, big girls that like to sit all day, sit around all day at the all-you-can-eat buffet. So I don't like finicky daddy's girls. I don't like drunk college uh, girls gone wild, uh, uh, gorilla glue type girls, because they have a couple drinks in them, and they need some support. They're all, you know, <laughs> so you got to support them, you got to, you know, and they finish great. They look pretty in the end. You know, they put a little time into them. They work out. But um, I liked uh, probably one of my favorite strains was uh, Blue Dot. I held in my in my collection for a long time that I got from Obsolete. Um, I have a five pack. Uh, I grew five. My one of my old Swiss sales guys grew the other five. He did it better. He he had it uh, turn out to twenty nine percent. I got mine to twenty six. But um, both uh, just great phenos, monster colas, very easy um, trim, uh, non finicky, didn't weren't touchy like. When I say finicky. I I think Girl Scout cookies are really finicky. Like they they're like. They're like a high school girlfriend. They you take them to dinner. They don't want to eat. Like they just don't don't feed them. Go. And if you're late, they kind of give you a look. You're late. You're late. And I was like, man, you guys are just always complaining. And so when I had them on a tray with my all you can eat ladies, they were they were not happy. So man. You know, I don't think I blame. Them, but <laughs> I finally and I made one of the worst mistakes that uh, another grower tip um, that that I had done is I was like, well, these cookies are so bomb that, that I'm just going to go run a whole room of them before I before I had ran one, I decided I'd run you know a whole room of forty, and you know about week three I was like, oh god, what have I done? Now I got six weeks of this crap. So always always you're going to flower a room, you know, flower a plant. I guess always make sure you run it and learn to learn try to learn its in its outs or learn how finicky they are before you before you you know make a major investment. That's some good advice, man. These analogies are just crippling me. <laughs> so good. So I try, I try to make it easy for people. You know, I've done it. I've, I've screwed up. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've put the, I've, I've cooked the plants. I've, I've made the, my tents too hot. I've had the jungle swamp going. You know, um, and so now I just try to help people to get the good, get the good strains or get strains that they're looking for, and that will be hardy and not give them any headaches. So to say, I mean, if you want strains that give you headaches, I'm glad to sell you those too. But you're gonna know what you're getting. You know. Yeah. Nice. If we kind of fast forward a bit to nowadays. How would you describe owning, you know, a seed company as big as seeds here now in one sentence for someone who probably underestimates what goes into it? Uh, I'd say a, a, a dream come true and, and, and a nightmare that you never knew existed. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much behind it between the ability to, like, 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 um, my my contacts on my phone are amazing, and it, and it humbles me every day that I'm I'm looking at because 
one thing about Suture now is, is, is I, I have to I have to verify you myself. I we have a very big vetting process. I have to meet every single one of my breeders. I get my gear from my breeders directly from my breeders. I don't meet up with the middleman. I don't talk to somebody in between because if that somebody has like a heroin problem or some kind of issue and he's repacking packs, I guarantee everything we sell. So we have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. It's not germination. It's not uh, we hope you're gonna these are gonna pop. It's if you're unsatisfied. If there's too many males, there's too many females. If King Kong comes out of the sky and squishes all of your seeds, you think it's my fault, uh, send us an email, we'll make it right. So um, we don't want people to go back to clones. Yeah, so that brings up an interesting point, you know. You guys are the only ones, as far as I know, who offer that guarantee of satisfaction. Now, the first thing that jumps to mind is, A, why would anyone shop anywhere else if you've got that level of guarantee? But more so, how many emails must you get from people trying to scam you out of seeds? So a lot less than I would would have thought, and um, so I have uh, I started as a one man band in 2010 as uh, Washington Seed Bank WACBank.com, and I had I bought the state of Washington. I had one breeder, and then eventually now I have every single state seed bank OR Seed Bank AKC Bank COC Bank, and then they all forward to SeedsHereNow.com, um, and uh, that's always been my policy. But even even when I was just one bank, I, if I had to, I knew that I was coming back next year. And I'm only as good as my word. And you can check my reputation with all my breeders. And all my breeders, I, you know, will say all, all good things about me. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, owe anybody anything as far as cash wise goes. But um, um, when I had that guarantee, I didn't have as many emails as I thought I would. And, and if I if I tell you something and then I come back to that show next year and it was a lie or you're upset with me or you had a, a room that, that turned Herm on you and you got flowers and seeds and everything, well, you're probably going to cold cock me the first time you see me. And so I don't, you know, I'm not looking to turn a corner and get, and get knocked out. Like, hey, you lied to me. So, you know, we always tell the truth. We always find out the best we can and we take care of people the best the best way that we want to. And all, all my guys are, all the guys that work for me, we, we, we've all purchased seeds. And so we've all put the you know, hundred bucks in, a, in an envelope and mailed it to, to, to uh, the, the, the Amsterdam and, and waited two weeks and waited and didn't know and thought we got scammed. And all of a sudden it showed up and then you go out and plant it and it's, you get two and they're stretchy and they're both one falls down you pick it up and put it to a toothpick and turns male and you call attitude and you're like, you call somebody or sense you they're like hi so click you're like whoa hey what? hello hello you know like they they laugh at you they're like oh oh you, I can't help you so we don't uh, um, it's not it's not everybody's fault all the time I understand when you're when you're dealing with numbers and you're dealing with with um, genetics not everything works out like there's going to be a corky in every batch. Not everybody's going to be um, perfect and wonderful. And sometimes uh, shit happens, so to say. And you'll get a pack of, of 10 males. And I've got a guy who called me. Oh, man, I got 10 males. I said, congratulations. Nice job. You know? He's like, oh, wow. I was uh, looking for females. I said, oh, well, well, in that case, you know, it's what happened. So I'll fix it for you. But, you know, <laughs> that and, and the way I figure it, if I, if, I, if, if I solve your problem and if I fix your situation, then you're not going to go on Facebook. You're not going to trash me. You're not going to do it on Instagram. And, and, it, and it saves me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a simple pack of seeds that gets you started again. And, and usually we've found that once we replace that pack, um, we'll have that customer for life. So, Yeah, really good sales strategy. So, I mean, but with that being said, you know, and, you know, I guess let's, let's kind of be reasonable here. 
do you get emails and sometimes you think to yourself, this does very much sound like there's probably something on the user's end going wrong as opposed to there being a flaw in the genetics? I mean, given you'll just replace it regardless, but do you often kind of probe into that nature and be like, hey, man, you know, like, have you checked for light leaks or anything? Like, because these are the common questions you would get from someone like Attitude, for example. Yep. So I'd say uh, 60% of the time, I feel it's fishy. I vet. So uh, before I pick on a breeder, um, I have them send me personal gear. I have that gear germinated on a recreation, on a, uh, on a medical facility down the street from me. And I get all the germination tests back. And so I germinate them. I test them. I have them grown out before I even carry them. I'll have them up and going. Um, and so uh, I, 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 so I like to think I know what I'm selling because how can I guarantee what I'm selling if I haven't done it myself? So with that said, um, I always love the emails that are like, so none of them germinated, six of them were males, and I'm pissed. I'm like, well, did none of them germinate or were six of them males? Which which one was it? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you got to go with one side of the story here, but understand or understand, we'll fix it. Or the nice thing about me being a bank and um, we'll, we'll pick on Attitude Attitude Seed Bank um, good friend we carry him but he's, 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 a, he's a breeder that has seeds that calls himself a bank um, there's others uh, uh, OG rather or, um, other banks you know what I mean aren't really banks they're breeders that have their bank of their gear of their stock um, which I will never have. I will never breed. I think uh, it's shady, and I think it's seedy when the breeder, uh, when the guy who sells seeds also makes seeds. Um, we can get to that later. But um, uh, with me having 35 brands, so let's say I had a major a major um, commercial account, and he calls me up and he says, well, you know, out of that last 30 packs, uh, Durango, uh, Durango Hermied, and, uh, and there was uh, an alien that Hermied, and I had a, uh, a pink that went uh, Hermied, and uh, uh, this brother's grim went, went bad on me. And I'd say, oh, you know, I'm really sorry to hear about that. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, sometimes it happens. I said, but the problem with that is, is that that's five different breeders. And so all five of those gentlemen would all of a sudden have to have gotten in collusion to screw me over and sell you bad seeds or, um, you know what I mean, in order for that to be true. Had that all be from the same breeder? Well, I could see that something might have happened or there might have been a mistake or there might have been a greenhouse thing. But when you're talking about five different strains from five different breeders that all hermed on you, you know, I'm going to go ahead and stand behind it and I'll fix it for you. Um, uh, we'll work on it. You know, usually we end up doing it, giving them half, you know, half back. I'll say, but, you know, you might want to turn your uh, turn your lights off at night and make sure, you know, go in there and double check for a light leak or, um, or watch for your nutrients or um, stuff like that because, you know, I, I, I know our numbers and I know we keep, we keep a record of every return that we've got. Anybody that has a complaint or an issue, um, we have the full disposition of that issue and we give those to our breed, to our actual breeders every six months. And it's like, here's like feedback that you got. This is, this is what they said and this is how we fixed it. And so the breeder can see if I've got something consistently coming up, maybe there's something wrong with that strain. I need to go work on it or pull it. Um, which thankfully we don't have that. We just have um, get more top dog. That's all that people say they complain about. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if we just loop back to a point you made a few minutes ago, you mentioned um, seed tampering. Now this is a point that's come up a lot within the industry very recently. <laughs> In some regards, I think it's understated, but at the same time, I guess I'm not really connected enough with it to be able to give a firm statement, but I guess you would be the perfect person, you know. In your opinion, 
how often do you think this does happen? And more importantly, how can we combat it? So, seed, seed tampering goes back, I mean, way before me. And I'd say DJ Short has been the um, has taken the brunt of it and has been the most abused as far as seed tampering goes. So back in the day, guys used to send over their cuts. Like if like um, somebody was having stuff made in Amsterdam, so say you, you just didn't send so and so over, you sent over your cut. And so now they had it. And so they had your cut that I'm going to tell you, ah, I made 5,000 seeds. Really? I made 10,000 seeds. I kept five. But you don't know that. I told you that. Um, something that uh, so I'm I'm um, I'm the exclusive rep for uh, exotic archive uh, TH seeds, which is a big one. And and he's told me TH seeds. He's got 25 years in the business. That's the guy who did the Adam Dunn did MK Ultra Bubblegum, Heavy Duty Fruity, all those big ones. But um, he knew of, of companies in, in uh, Canada actually that were notorious for it. He'd sell them you know 10 packs of sage and then. Um, they wouldn't, he wouldn't hear anything from them from six months, and all of a sudden, six months later, they'd have sage on their on their shelves. And then he didn't sell them any. His partner didn't sell them any. But if I took a 10-pack of sage, found a male, found a female, crossed them, made seeds, sold them a sage, you as a consumer would think that you grew sage. Now, genetically, I screwed all that up. Like I did some inbreeding with some with little selection and just took a male and Bubba and his stupid sister and crossed them and <laughs> really messed up their gene pool. And you're not going to have the genetic potential that you would have had had it been done right or had it had it been the original sage from THC. And so not only does it screw the customer, but it screws the breeder because now you've got a bad taste in your mouth that. Um, well, you well, just because I'm on a bandwagon this week, it seems um, Crop King is the next big guy. He's in the front of, of every major magazine, and I tell these subscribe these these magazine guys that want me to advertise with them. I'm like, look, when you when you quit screwing your customers, I'll advertise with you. But um, you open the front of of, of Crop King. He's got 32 strains. One of them is a, a blueberry, uh, and one of them is an azure haze. So I get on the phone. I called DJ Short. I said, hey, I thought I had exclusives. I got Crop King selling this stuff. He's like, I've never sold Crop King. So I go back and then I look at Crop King. I'm like, oh, well, they're not in his packaging. He's not saying DJ Short's blueberry. He's just saying blueberry in different packaging. So he's just playing off the name. And people who are just getting into the industry are like, oh, blueberry, that's what I want. That's what I like. And they buy it. And I had a guy come up to me like three three different trade, like three trade shows ago. He's like, yeah, I love blueberry once. It wasn't so great. I said, uh, did you get it from Canada? He's like, yeah. And I opened the front of the magazine. I said, did you get it from this guy? He's like, I think I did get it from that guy. I said, well, unless it came in a matchbook with 13 seeds, it's not a true pack. I said, so. Um, but the problem with genetics is that I can take two sages and cross them and, and, and make more sage seeds, although they'll never have the genetic potential as they originally would have. I've, I've cut, I've screwed the customer out of, out of what he can do. And you can be the best grower in the world and know everything and have all the book smarts and the street smarts in the world. But if your plant is only has a genetic potential of, of making 15% THC, you're not ever going to hit 20. It just doesn't have the potential to do it. It has nothing to do with you or, or what you did wrong or, or this or that. It's it's the that's the plant's potential. If the plant had a potential of thirty, you screwed up half the time. You'd still walk away with a twenty because it had a thirty percent ratio to start with. So yeah, wow. I mean, you just hit on so many good points. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> fuck crop king. Yeah, I mean, it makes me cringe. 
It does. It just takes money out of, out of, out of so one one of the reasons I got into it too is is, is um uh, I've had my, I, I did my thing in the past. I've had my fame, my glory, whatever. Um, I, I I like to work with are all the work guys I work with now are guys that made the original strains, um, the guys that I felt did it when they weren't supposed to and took major risks, um, and basically paved the road that I now drive on. And so if I can help those guys or give back to those original breeders. Um, before all these uh, trend chuckers get a hold of them and, and start watering down their strains, then that makes me feel good. And that's why I have such a heavy vetting process is because I don't want to support the guy that, that just took, you know, Crockett's strain and exotic and wants to sell it. I'm like, well, no, like you, you didn't do anything. You took this guy's and this guy's. You took two people's homework and turned it in. I can't support that. Now, if you took that Croc shit and, and Fino hunted it and found a super male and then bred to something, you didn't work. That's something else. But to just take two people's packs and cross them and come out with something, I, I don't want to support it. I don't want that person to think that they're going to get money off doing it, um, because a lot of the, a lot, a lot of what's not seen is the breeders put in a lot of work. Like I'll get a list from Exotic, for for example, of like 15 strains, and then when I finally get the get the strains, there'll be like seven. But Exotic always brings me flower, rosin, and uh, usually uh, Cuban deck. And so, so which means he's grown it out. He's smoked it. It's it's passed all of his things. And so, what started as what started as a oh, oh, that's interesting. So that's the guy I think made Purple Urkel. I think I've tracked him down. Oh, uh, really? Guy, guy by the name of Mad Farmer, and I've already had it. Yeah, we've had Mad Farmer on the show. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's great, dude. Um, Purple Urkel is fun. It sits in the Phylos Galaxy. It sits way out here like Pluto. It's different. It's it's something different. And so it's um, it's interesting for that reason. But I wasn't real familiar with him. But um, but Mel, who Mel Venetics, we uh, her, her Ohio Buckeye Purple stuff. Um, she was one of his first testers, which tells me how old he is, and so <laughs> and how long he must be doing. And so uh, I'm more than happy totally to work with that guy because that's the guy who needs to, you know, who's older now, who has Crohn's and who's, who's, you know, not making that paycheck now. And so if he can cash in on this green rush that everybody's getting on and he's the guy, you know, who's doing it back when, then that money's his. So Yeah, man. He's you know. actually the one who – so I don't know if you remember me mentioning how we're putting on that little cannabis cup in Australia. Um, all the money we raise from that is actually going towards him because, yeah, it wasn't – I mean, it's ongoing, but, you know, he's he's not kind of getting the medical treatment he needs because, as you mentioned, you know, it's it's costly and he's a bit older and he doesn't, you know, and he's not a guy who's really puts himself out there as much as he should and he doesn't breed with flavors of the month, man. He just uses the killer, what he knows and trusts, and so, yeah. And, and, and I found that a lot of guys aren't doing it for money or they're not doing it. Like a lot of my good guys are not doing it for money or they're not doing it for flavor of the month. They're doing it at a necessity, like... What will help me stop with my elbow pain? Which will, what will help me stop shit in my pants? You know what I mean? Like, what will help my, my stomach stop cramping up? And so it's more of a, uh, before we introduce science to it, it was a, it was a hit and miss and kind of, a, I'm going to grow this strain and mix it with this and give it out to my, my people and, um, you know, tell me how it works on this and tell me how it works on that. And now that we have science, we can, you know, work into the whole cannab- total cannabinoid effect and mercines and terpenes and, you know, terpenes to THC ratios and CBD ratios. And so we can start dialing in things and, 
But by us only knowing a few of the um, cannabinoids that are, that are currently out there, that's me. That's like me taking the entire pain catalog and saying, "Here's aspirin and Tylenol. That's all you know about." Mm. You know what I mean? There's so much much morphine and all this other crap out there that's 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 in that breaks up the pain category, but. You know, we're, we're just getting into this new, into this, into this plant, so to say. If I walked out of the rainforest tomorrow with with cannabis and nobody knew about it, I'd be given the uh, the the world peace the world the world peace prize. I think. <laughs> I was going to save so many people, but now I just think our government. We've we've spent so much on propaganda and lied to so many people, and. Um, the proof is in the pudding. I've seen uh, a girl go down with autism with into a full grand mal seizure. Her mom pulls out a vial, two drops of THCA. Within three minutes, she's, she's fine. And so you can tell me gasoline in that in that vial. I don't care. Whatever it was, it stopped this girl in front of me. And it's 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 you you can't argue with it at that point. I mean, it's just you've seen it and it's you know it's touching. So, but. So, I mean, touching on the idea of, you know, cannabis is more of a medicine, CBD is something which is, you know, always in, in my opinion, kind of the peripheral of the mainstream consciousness. What's the best CBD you guys stock in your opinion? CBD would be what I consider the the future. Um, The plant can either be high in CBD or high in THC. It can't be high in both. And by, without them giving us science in the 90s, um, breeders were breeding it up to make the highest THC because that's something we could measure and, and quantify. And so, but little known to them, they were actually breeding down the CBD. And so that's why we have so many. So basically, the guys, what they're doing today is they're reversing that, finding, you know, using ditch weed, which is where the Harlequin was, which now that, you know, once they've, they've fattened her up, she's not so lanky and, and drunk and all over the place. She's a little bit more stout and has better structure to her. Um, but they had to go back to the older strains, which had the CBD still in them. That's why a lot of people are looking for land races now, because they were still, when people say, oh, you guys, weed is so much more stronger. No, not so much. Well, maybe, but not so much. It's more that your guys' weed still had CBD in it, and now we've cut that out. We've you know, you're, um, I see a, a good number seems to be a one to one. So, um, like if I was going to go and smoke with my dad right away, I wouldn't. I wouldn't smoke an OJ Kush or an OJ uh, an OG Kush strain with him. Right away. Um, that's that put him on his ass. You know? Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, that was a lot of fun." You know what I mean? I'd probably grab like an Albert Walker or something a little bit less less knockout effect, but more flavorful. That and but still give it his painkiller. And so, like a more of a one to one, so he would enjoy it and not be, you know, because he doesn't have a doesn't have a tolerance for energy because we're just smoking like, oh, you know, you get like a little head sweat. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was a good one. So, yeah. So, have you guys ever thought in? Oh, so the answer to my question is, yeah. uh, I like to work with the real guy that did the, the did the thing, and so we work with the guy who made Charlotte's Web. Um, Charlotte's Web was actually stolen from him. Um, he got kicked out of the building. It was made by the company TSK. Uh, the guy's name was Two. Um, uh, it's not the Stanley's fault that they grabbed it. It's the Stanley's fault that they grabbed it, tried to patent it, and make money off of it. And that's why I don't like them. But um, the, the gentleman, Two, brought it over from Boston. And it was originally called Wu Four. And it was named after the chil- uh, Wu Tang album, Wu is for the Children. And it was the fourth pheno of the Wu Tang of, of the Wu for the Wu Four. Wu was for the children, and they couldn't read his writing, and so they just said R Four, and so they called it R Four. Grew a whole bunch in their greenhouses. It didn't sell because it didn't get anybody high. They couldn't figure it out, 
insert Charlotte's mom looking for something that'll help her. You know, she's reached the end of her lengths. She's tried every pain method that there is. Uh, reach, uh, trying to find some cannabis now. They're like, well, we'll make you a deal on this. It's cheap. Um, make it to a tincture. It helps Charlotte. Insert Sanjay Gupta. He comes, does a story, says, hey, I was wrong. Let's put these two together. Charlotte sees the plant. Charlotte's web. But I guess it has a very variegated leaf structure on it that's um, pretty unmistakable. That, uh, that they think maybe that's like the webbing, and that's why they call it the web. But so I work with him. Charlotte had a sister. Her name was Shirley Temple. Shirley is a 17 to 1 CBD. Um, we've also got like a high voltage, which is a 22 to 1. We've got a, a high voltage is going to be an ACDC cross with Trey Kenhar. We've also got a, uh, a dirty uh, bird, which is a canatonic cross with Super Sour Tsunami, the can of soup. Um, and then we've got his new line is the dirty stuff. Um, uh, dirty bird. So the dirty line is the prodigy of the bird, crossed with his male, whose name is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> um, Ron Jeremy is a seventeen to one CBD male, and so when you cross that with a thirty-two to one CBD ma- female, use the pundit square, and they both lean towards the CBD side. You've got close to damn near hemp. You're you're hitting the you're hitting the lines at point zero three. And so um, that's and that's where he's going, and that's where that line is. And so um, cannabis, basically, but CBD numbers and under the point three, because in the states that's where that's where the that's where it lies. Is point three percent greater than is is THC? Point three percent less than is CBD. So, but uh, the TSK is doing everything, and, and his higher stuff, like I said, anything with anything with the dirty line, that's uh, that's with Ron Jeremy. So all that's going to be in the 30-plus. And those are going to be better for concentrates and tinctures more so than smoking because they're not going to be like, yeah, I smoked all that. It didn't really get me high. Well, you really didn't need to smoke all that grass media. You just needed the concentrates from it. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. And so ultimately, where do you see CBD strands going in the future? I've always had this idea that to some degree there will be maybe, say, a low percentage of CBD, maybe, say, like 3 or less percent bred into a lot of kind of regular recreational strains and then maybe like people start to kind of notice the underlying benefits from that and that kind of gives it all a bit of traction that's just like my own little idea what do you think is the future for cbd so i I never thought that we'd get cannabis passed on the backs of children that's for damn sure but that's exactly what happened um, it's you. You can't argue with 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 science, and and you can't argue with you know our, our body has an endocannabinoid system which is built to take in cannabinoids. Well, the only place that has cannabinoids is weed, and so <laughs> if I'm not, how am I supposed to intake them? Which my body says I should I should if I don't have that ability to. But um, uh, C, CBD is like I said, it's the, it, it's the future. I see a lot of one to ones. I see a lot of guys. I see a lot of people coming up and asking for them, not out of, um, I want CBD in particular, them just knowing it's not as strong. It's not going to knock me out. Not knowing the full benefits of what it's going to do and it's not psychoactive and that'll help my, you know, it'll help my, 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 my elbow not hurt when I, when I take a hit. You know what I mean? And so, but they're just going after it because it's, you know, I don't want this stuff that's so strong and nails me and, you know, lays me in the couch. I'm like, hey, I get it, I get it. So let's go for some, let's go for some bubble gum or something. Let's go for some, something that's a little older as, as messed with. So. Yeah, okay. And so, this may be a bit of a weird question, but 
in the last few episodes, we've been talking about kind of those real old school catalogs, you know, from like Neville's Seed Banks and stuff like that. Have you guys ever thought about maybe doing some like, you know, physical catalogs of your own just so for maybe in 20, 30 years time, people can look back and be like, ah, oh, there's the Cube by Exotic. Like, you know, that's now the equivalent of the NL5. Hey, you know, like maybe that's a bit overstating it, but you know what I mean? Like so that they can have the same enjoyment. Um, possibly because I'm, 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 I'm that nerd that had the catalog on, on my bathroom toilet. And so every time I go in the restroom, I'd be like, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd circle them and I memorized them and, you know, I knew which every cross was which. And I knew that, oh, look at this. That's, oh, that's got to be good, you know? And so I, I have those catalogs. Of, um, and so I, I, I definitely, I think we'll get there. I think it's a fun idea. Um, and, and we may have to put one out just for, just for uh, printing is so cheap now. You don't have to you know, buy old dyes and whatnot. You can get digital prints. But we may just for, uh, I, I want to do a calendar and I wanted to do a, uh, a calendar, a catalog would be good as well. But when I first started, I had 27 strains, you know, like that's, that's what we had. And now we've got upwards of 600, 700. And so now we can do an actual catalog to where in the past would be like, eh, here's 27 strains. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was like, ah. So. That's cool to know that the size is now there to merit it. Um, so recently you guys started Cedarholics and for those who don't know this is like a new site it's like an auction based platform a lot of kind of rare or discontinued lines go under the hammer type thing I think what's most unique about this for me is that as you've stated much larger percentage of the end profit goes to the breeder than what would normally in say seed sales what kind of gave you the idea to address this problem? Because, I mean, it's cool that there's like an auction platform, but it's also you're, under, you're addressing another underlying problem in that there are some issues out there who are kind of, you know, wishing they would get a little bit more money. So, so I, it would, for, for the auction-based platform for Cedaholics, it, it's hard for me to sell that pack at, at X amount of dollars. And, 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 and keep too much of it or keep it at, because there's only one or two of them. And so why, you know, that breeder can sell one or two of them by themselves. And so why should I take all of it or why should I do the majority of it to where if I just provide them a, a platform to do it, then they can go through because all, all the, all my breeders have friends. I mean, I, and I love it when I get a text mail, clean out my fridge. I'm like, ah, oh, because <laughs> now the grades are coming, you know? Um, my guy Gold Cutter says three fridges that he keeps the stuff in. And so um, they all have their back stock that, you know, they're, they're going to come back and work later on or you know, extras of this in case they needed to go back and look for something else. Or, um, and so, uh, but, they, but they're not going to get rid of them for cheap because then somebody else is going to have that baby. And in today's market, somebody else is going to buy that pack, start checking with it, and boom, again, another seed company. And that's definitely not what they want to happen. And I can't set a price for them because I don't know what a pack of Starfighter F2s is worth these days. I've had them sold for 1500 I've had them sold for $300. And so I don't know what a fair price is for those. And it's not, it's not a matter of greed at all. It's, it's also... Um, if, if you will, uh, uh, somehow a matter of fairness. If I have like 250 people trying to buy them all at one time, it's like the guy who has the facility that wants to put them in his catalog or some, he, he's going to get them. And we are talking rare strains. We're talking, you know, Starfighter F2s. That's what Mike based a lot of his line on. I mean, there's a good possibility you could find something better than what he has in it. And if a breeder gets a hold of that, well, there's a seed company. 
And so the only way to get these guys to get rid of those things is to say, hey, I'll give you the majority of the money. I'm not going to keep it. And it's not fair. So you keep it. Um, and it, the way it'll work is it's basically like uh, uh, eBay for seats. You know, you pay, you get a basic amount of pictures. It's a, it's a charge per post. Um, if you want to highlight it, it's a charge. If you want this, it's a charge for like, like 25 cents. You know what I mean? Like those kind of like wussy price type deals. Um, if you want pictures, it's like two dollars, you know, twenty five cents a piece. So, um, and then the breeders can actually, and then there's no every. The big thing about me is chain of custody because I guarantee everything. It's got to be what it says it is. Verified genetics. You cannot have tampered packs. You cannot deal with shady people who may have tampered packs. And so, the breeder keeps the pack once the once the 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 bid is won, um, and and the payment is cleared. We ship a. Um, a <coughs> shipping label to the breeder. The breeder takes care of it. Uh, once it's well, once the um, the courier has marked it into the tracking system, we pay the breeder. He gets his money, and the uh, person gets his his gear, so to say. And then, if he has any questions, uh, he knows exactly where the breeder he got it from. And then, all the breeders will have a uh, like exotic at seedsyourenow.com um, uh, email. So you're always welcome to you know email them directly. But there's never any chain of custody. There's never any worries of you know. Hey, I just paid ten grand for this pack of seeds. I hope it's, I hope it really is what it is. Well, now there's no question. You bought it from Breeder Steve, or you bought it from Lauren, or you. It's obsolete's pack. You know what I mean? So, and by breeding with some of those guys, they've got some bombs in there. Like Leo just sent me from Aficionado, sent me uh, six of the Magnum Opus, four of the Kindog Special Reserve, one Golden Lemon, um, and six oh six of the Rosé Especiales. And the Rosé Especial is uh, the Zittles cross with Long Valley. Ooh. So, yeah, he wasn't supposed to do that. So he's, I think he only did 83 packs. That's why he's just going to auction them off. But. Yeah, I mean, even that Chemdog Reserve, that I would imagine that would go for a pretty penny. Uh, that's from 2012. There's only four of them left, and a portion of those packs will go to Kim Dog. Uh, he had talked to him last night. Uh, he hasn't said anything up, but he wanted me to kick um, Kim Dog a, a piece of that. And on that note, um, shout out to Brothers Grimm, who uh, my brother Duke Diamond, uh, I think one of the best growers out there. Um, the guy can spot plants like no other. He is the smartest. He's the most humble. He's, uh, I cannot say, if he, if he needed my right arm right now, I wouldn't even ask him. I'd just probably grab a pair of scissors and cut it off for him and give it to him and ask him to it on later. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's just a really good dude. Um, uh, anyways, Brothers Grimm, uh, him and Rick did a giveaway or a, uh, a sale. They made a, a Grim Dog, which was the Kim 91, crossed with the Cindy 99. They did uh, 91 packs of it. Um, and uh, they asked me if I would take, uh, if I would sell them for no charge, if I would not, if I'd pay for shipping and pay for the taxes and do all that stuff. I said, of course, just to pay it forward. So we just cut Kim a check for $12,000 that went to him for their auction. We sold all 91 packs. So that's, uh, you know, they didn't take a dime. I didn't take a dime. That's 12 grand just going to somebody just because of karma. So that's, uh, I think that's pretty cool that those guys did that. That is really, really cool indeed. Um, with that being said, have you heard from Chemdog Mass G um, whether there might be any potential to get some seed lines going in the future? I heard that Chemdog Industries is starting to get the wheels in motion, so to speak. What do you know about that? 
Um, some things I can talk to about that. Uh, so I'm in Boston right now for Canicon. Um, uh, I had offered Kim Dog a pretty penny to come sit up down here and sign some sign some T-shirts. Um, it's one of my beliefs that uh, you know the West is where it's at for now, but the East is where it will be. And I told him, I said, "You own the East. Whether you feel you deserve it, whether you feel it's you feel shy about it, whether however you feel about it, Kim Dog is a name, is a thing um, that holds power and and precedence in this area. And you can get paid just for showing up, just for doing things, just for selling a glass. Um, but." Uh, he didn't seem to, you know, for example, he took a pin company meeting this weekend instead. So he's in Denver um, at a pin company meeting trying to do some licensing there. But I think um, he did talk to me about releasing uh, his seed line when it comes on online. So I guess that's a yes to there being some Kim Dog lines coming out. Um, I know that Mycotech right now is using a lot of his gear. Uh, has used his 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 snow dog and um, those are uh, I wouldn't say under the tutelage of Kim Dog. He he knew what was, he knew what he was doing before he has a degree in it. Um, but uh, it's all about the strains, you know. Um, when it comes down to it, you can be like I said, like I said, you guys, uh, you can have for dispensaries. You guys can both build great giant golden dispensaries with the best customer service and free blowjobs on the way out. But what makes a customer come back to your store next versus the the guy next to you is, you know, the the, the product on the shelf. If your product is better than the guy next to you, that's how you get customers to come back. And you don't get that with clones. You get that with seeds. Yeah. So, and so because if you got that with clones, and so did everybody else. Yeah. And so, I mean, while we're on the topic of the Chem Dog at the moment, which one do you personally prefer? You know, the G Funk, the Chem D, or the Ninety One? Um, or the Jeezel, or Chem Sis, or there's there's a couple others, and I believe Greg still has three beans. He has yet to pop, which I believe that could give us three others. Um, but for me, it's the D. It's 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 the it's the D. <laughs> I like the D. Uh, he sent me so 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 Duke. Like I said, he give me a bouquet of flowers when I see him, um, which is 12, 12 of these with the with a new with a different strain in each one. Yeah. So it's kind of what he's working on. Um, I I really liked I really like Tommy Duke as a breeder. He takes steps. Not everything is done quickly. You can't just. So this and this and that equals that. Um, that doesn't always work. So there's steps to things. There's there's levels to this shit. You know what I mean? And so he uh, he'll take steps and he'll make this times this and he'll get that. And he'll cross this with that and he'll get that. And then he'll cross those two and he'll get that. But those other two steps he'll throw away because they weren't good or they weren't what he wanted or they weren't what he was going for. And so he won't sell them because they're steps. Um, so. Uh, with that, I think he um, he has a great eye and he and he, and he builds things. Um, the Kim D knocked me on my ass. Like uh, he um, he sent over 12, 12 samples. I was supposed to go to Denver. I missed Denver, so he sent him with my guy with me to Hawaii. We went to Hawaii. Um, he brought over those that those that was that bouquet had more frequent flyer miles on it. But he sent it to Hawaii. Um, I got it. Odie Diesel came over from Homegrown National Wonders. He was in town. So Odie came over. He, of course, his wife loved the D, helps her with her crowns. We smoked like two bowls of it. They left, and I just like sat there. <laughs> My guys were across the street at the trade show, and I was like, man, I should go help them. <laughs> 
but I just couldn't. I was just like, so I texted Tommy. I was like, you fucker. I was like, I was like you, you, you flatten me, dude. I can't move. I said, I've never been this high since like eight, eighth grade, ninth grade, you know. I, just, I was like, I just kept thinking. My guys could probably use me. I just can't go. But yeah, so it's definitely the Kim. The Kim D has uh, definitely knocked me on my on my honey. Um, this is real nice that he has here. Um, it's a step, if you will. So this is his Smuckers. Well, this is Smuckers crossed with Cine 99. Oh wow! So step. This is uh, which is really growing on me. Rick brought this to me. This is the Killer Queen. Oh uh, yep. Have you had a chance to try Local H? And what's your opinions on it? I mean, that's one that gets brought up infrequently, but everyone wants to know more about it. I was going I was going I was I was looking for the Local H, but actually so I'm uh, in Boston Canyon is at the show right now at the Ferris. He has my Local H and if he smokes it all, I'm going to kick his ass um, <laughs> because it's one of my favorites I get. Um it, it's uh it's good. It's the Triple D. It's uh it's a uh, it's a uh, it's something different. It's also like the Screaming Eagle that he gave me. Screaming Eagle is also, I showed Kim, you know, I was like, ah, decisions, decisions. And Kim was like, how's that Screaming Eagle? And the Kim D was sitting right above it. He didn't even care about his own. He cared about Screaming Eagle. But Tommy's just, he's got a collection, man. That's that's his thing. Um, I, I, I tell people, so you know, as, much as, I, as much as I love Rick, um, Rick did the smart thing and, and uh, put, put some stuff in the safe and, and took off for a second. Um, when he comes back to the game, he, he needs cuts and clones. He's got to get those from somewhere. And so that's why they uh, made, a, made a great pair, make a great pair, is that they, um, Rick's old, Rick, Rick's a cube master. The guy is so, uh, I believe he's a, he's, a, he's a genetic, or not genetic, but an electrical engineer. And so he's just brilliant knowledge wise and so he gets he's nerds out on stuff you know what I mean and, and I think he did the, the Cindy when he was like 20 and so he was like in super nerd stage you know what I mean or he could just like I got nothing else to do so let's just keep cubing this thing and back cross and back cross and back cross and back and that's okay. why like, a lot of the stable a lot of the strains that use Cindy are so stable because there's got to be a stable one in the relationship and so that's usually her you know <laughs> oh, that's good I like that so, last kind of question on your bouquet of flowers. What's the most unique thing you've ever been sent by Duke? A lot of people have been talking very highly of a thing called the uh, VA Afghani at the moment. You know, what what do you rank as the most, you know, kind of rare but also standout thing you've ever received? The HPG 13 Airborne. Ash plant. The black, is black ash plant. Have you seen it? Yeah, I think I have. That's that's a beauty. That is uh, that's a monster. It's a beauty of a cut. It's um, I, I I think he got robbed at the ABSI. It was his first. It was his first test. He was like, man, these these contests aren't always fair. And I was like, dude, this is obviously your first one. No, they're not fair. I said I had you, you know, twenty to one at winning the damn thing. But um, it's a it's just a beautiful cut. I love colors. Um, it's just frosty. Um, I, I guess it's not it's not tricky to grow. And so anything that, uh, uh, of course, bag appeal is amazing um, and smell is amazing. So anytime you can trick, uh, tick off all four of those boxes: bag appeal, uh, flavor, smoke appeal, and, and easy to grow, um, take it. You know, um, but it's a it's a very highly held cut and. Um, I don't want it. I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> <Lose> <laughs> one of those that, uh, well, you'll have people show up at your door knocking. Um, it's you're not supposed to have it, and so it's one of those things. But Duke, of course, is supposed to have it. So yeah, um, 
yeah, it's one of those kind of cuts. So, I mean, on that note, just a, a little bit peripheral, but you did touch on it. Winning a cup, for example, you know, that can greatly affect seed sales. So, this is something which ties into you directly. Do you have any legitimate concerns about the integrity or the credibility of cups? Because, I mean, it does, you know, directly have a flow-on effect for your business. Yeah, um, I do. And that's why I like the ADSI. That's why I sponsor the ADSI, which is, stands for the Adam Dunn Show Invitational. The Adam Dunn Show Invitational is um, as Adam Dunn is. I'm his. He's the founder of Hoodlum. He's the founder of uh, TH Seeds. Um, next year will be his 25th anniversary in the business. Um, that's longer than most people have been smoking weed. Um, he made MK Ultra, Bubblegum, Hog, Heavy Duty Fruity. Uh, I, can, I can go on. It's like A Train, Train Asia, a whole bunch of strains. Um, it's 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 a breeders cup and it's an invite only and so there's it's a deck of cards and so there's 52 people invited um you bring your own jar that you grew from your seed stock and and you all sit in a room and you test each other's stuff and um you don't know that your 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 jar just gets a card number seven or whatever it is and you don't know your card and nobody else knows your card and and then it's like it's almost like the basketball uh um brackets and so if you lose, you can still try the loser's bracket and win. Like you still have a chance to come back at a loser's table. And so it's it's pretty fair and it, and it's so fair to go and show you that the very first year the person who won it was a guy by the name of Nicotee. And uh, it's, it's not a secret that um, Dunn and Nicotee, not the greatest of friends. Like if there would have been somebody that uh, any, any 40, 45, anybody else that would have won, that he would have liked to have won that show, it would have been somebody else. But being that Nicotee won it, it's kind of like, well, you know, the guy we definitely didn't want to win won. So it's kind of unbiased and it kind of proves, you know, that stuff. But, you know, I, I, I also say like how I met Exotic, um, he, he had won his first cup and it was good. And I saw him like the next, the, that next weekend in Denver and he had shut his booth down. He was all bummed out. I was like, well, you know, as far as, as far as carrying him, and I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, uh, I don't think my, I don't think we did well. And I, I don't think we're going to win anything. And I'm just, I just feel bad. And I was like, I said, I was like, we can't win them all. I said, you know, you guys are still doing great stuff. And I said, I, I've heard that uh, cups are bought. I said, so, uh, you know, how much advertising did you do? And he's like, well, that's he's like, well, that's the funny thing. He's like, when we won with the cookies, he's like, we didn't buy, we never advertised with anybody ever. He's like, I was like, well, that kind of puts a hole in my theory. He's like, yeah, we haven't we haven't been advertising with them. We don't do that shit. I was like, well, damn it. All right. Um, and then come to find out that night, he goes on and wins three more awards. But he was so kind, just humble and bummed and kind of like, oh, I don't think I didn't win. And, you know, then that night he wins three more. And I was like, see, dude, I was like, yeah, I just, you know, have faith in what you're doing. And and he's probably one of the guys that has the most stuff tested. Like, I have I have little marks, if you will. Um, Analytical 360 had lets their uh, testing results out. And so I have people that are like, question me they're like hey why is he testing this why is he testing this lime citrate what's he doing <laughs> like i don't know i'll ask him but he has always he's always you know running beans and having him tested um looking for stuff so yeah awesome and i mean just quickly touch on that point before as far as i've heard i heard the adsi was one of the most trusted cups there was anyway because i mean our bud um rob carney he won the other year and you know he grows that fire so you can have faith if he's winning it it's it's legit for sure 
and, and it's and it's for breeders by breeders. Like it's not just like I'm you know you're a magazine writer and you're a distributor owner and you're a butt tender. It's no, these are these are other breeders. These are these are my peers that grow and are in the same industry, and they're either telling me and uh, that it's good or that my my shit stinks because. Unfortunately, a lot of the breeders, they um, just due to the history, they sit in their basements. They talk to their fanboys. Their fanboys tell them their shit doesn't stink and it's the best fucking thing ever. And then when they hit real life, they're like, oh, what? What? What stinks? What? You know, they get brash and they're a little rough. And I'm like, hey, it's okay. You know, everybody has their opinions. You know, it's fine. Don't don't take it so hard. Well, you said my shit stinks. And I'm like, well, no, it happens. Tell him his shit stinks. You know, tell you know. So. You know, it's and, and when you're talking that kind of caliber, like exotic and Crockett and Bog and Archive and um, um, Snow High and Bodie, and we're talking these these great growers and these great breeders of all and cultivars of different strains. Um, that's pretty high, pretty high standards. It's a pretty tough group to win in. I mean, and so. Um, yeah, I, 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 like, I wouldn't enter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just no. I don't think, I'm know, the I, I, There's, uh, you know, I, I, I grow good. I grew some fire, but um, there's, there's definitely people that join the ADSI's invite. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a higher caliber of thing. And then that, uh, and on that, that's going to go down at the Emerald Cup this year, um, because the January thing or the July fair went down. We're a major sponsor with them, and so they're going to give us our whole building and let us do the whole ADSI there, which I'd like to do um, two separate cups, like the Emerald Cup, the Outdoor Cup, and then the Breeders' Choice Award, which is the Breeders' Cup, and then the overall winner. So, yeah, stuff for work. That sounds exciting. And so, I mean, just to kind of sweep back in on the topic one last time, just recently in, I believe it was this weekend gone by, Chalice went down and like, by God, social media was in a frenzy about that. I, it seemed to be a lot of problems, most notably around the temperature situation and the availability of water. What do you think cups well, are doing so wrong? Like, Sorry, go on. It's, 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 it's northern Mexico. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in general, what do you think cups are doing wrong? Because I mean... Uh, one claim I frequently hear is that there's just too much saturation. You know, there's too many cups in general. Do you right. feel that's the biggest problem, or is is there ways where if they just made the cups better, we could have the same number? Or how would you address it? So there's two things. There's um, there's bongathons, and there's and there's carca- and, and and there's uh, uh, collars on 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 ca- collars on khakis on carpet, and there's bongathons. And the guys that come to the bonathons who are there for the for the free gra- for the free dab or the free gram, to me, aren't really buyers. Like they aren't really growers. If you're gonna come here and pay your fifteen bucks, you can get a free gram. You know, you're not. I, I'm a grower. I'm, I'm I'm not interested in smoking your ten dollar free gram. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm not. I I, I I feel that maybe some of my stuff may be better. And so. So people who join those are, are maybe looking for T-shirts, or maybe looking for accessories, or maybe looking for some other stuff. And those you're going to get, you know, four or five pack sales for, out of those guys. To where the other businesses that, that we do a lot more of that we thrive in are the business shows, the the the, the uh, khakis on carpet, which is no smoking in the building, no displaying of cannabis or anything of the sort. But it's more of the business people. It's the more of the uh, insurance people. It's the more of the trimmers, the blowers, the extracting guys. The guys are going to come and dump twenty grand on seats, um, 
opposed to join his girlfriend. I, I've never done chalice. I, I I told my guys that, that talk to me about it. I say, you know, and, and and no offense to to those guys, the, the guys that feel chalice. They, it's a great thing. It's a great date. It just happens to be hot as fuck um, in the middle of the day. And so when it's 110, people usually don't come and buy things until like eight or nine o'clock. And usually that's on their way to the concert and they're maybe have, uh, and so they're looking for seeing some visuals and maybe they're not really in the right buying mood to buy seeds. And so I see Chalice as more of a concert, unfortunately, than a, a true show where you're going to spread the word and the knowledge of, of seed and, and, and the reasons to do it. It's more of a, um, you know my brand you'll catch it back here and there let's go to a concert kind of thing yeah uh, and i also saw the feds walking down around there the feds were uh i posted a picture they were which means they had to get county and local local uh local authority because the feds just can't count come in they gotta get local authority and that's where eventually we'll, we'll get candidates candidates <laughs> And they'll have to make a stand on that, on where they stand on Canna, one way or the other. Um, and 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 because because what people need to realize, of course, now we pay taxes on stuff. This is an issue, and we vote these people into office. And if they're not on our side, and they're not seeing the same thing as we are, we don't have to vote them in again. You know, it's our money now, and we're and they're taking a good in Washington. They're taking seventy five percent of it um they're taking their healthy chair they're out there they're their healthy share and so if if we don't agree with the, with the way that they're doing things like siskiyou county um in california that's where that's where weed is like not just weed the product the town of weed like <laughs> like they call the town weed because there's so much weed there they called it weed it's right next to mount Shasta. but they've now outlawed outdoor growing that's, Which makes no sense to me. How are you a green state and you now want to not use the sun? You want to go put people's stuff back in their basements, use light, run up your power bills, and it's in weed. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing up there but weed. So, yeah, okay. So, I mean, with that in mind, what do you see as the biggest looming threat to the industry that's kind of just on the horizon and you want to kind of sound the alarm about it? Justin Bieber, I'm making him a string called Bieber Fever. And when that thing hits, it should kill cannabis. I'm thinking, and people <laughs> will go. Yeah, so don't don't laugh. Bieber Fever is coming. Um, no, uh, I guess to the to the eastern states because the West has already kind of screwed themselves. Don't believe the hype that 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 this will not affect medical. This will not in any shape affect medical. This will not change your medical bill. Yes, it will. Yes, it does, and yes, it will. Um, Odie said, who who, uh, who helped write the laws in Oregon for their bill, he, he said he thought it would take five years for them to kill medical. It's taken two. And so it's just, it's, if you're, and the, and the problem where they is, where they, where they kill medical is that on medical, you get charged 10% taxes. On recreational, you get charged 75% taxes. Wow, that's that's a lot of money. And if the state can shut you down, if you're you know if you're competition across the across the street selling your stuff at 10% taxes, it's a lot less than 75. And so if I just shut you down, well then you can't sell your stuff, and I get to sell mine, and I now have the monopoly. And so you've got to, you know, you, want, you got to watch out for that. That and, what, and the, the part I thought was dirty about California's bill, it wasn't earmarked. 
Colorado's bill was earmarked. Uh, Washington's bill was earmarked. All that money went to kids, school, housing, rehabilitation, drug units, all that stuff. Prop 64 puts all that money into a slush fund, which is uh, accessible by the attorney general to use on what he sees fit. And if he sees fit to put that money into uh, eradicating home grows and illegal grows, so be it. But that money wasn't marked to go to one point or the other, which brings up a whole other issue. If you stop Southern California, Northern California, and make them all go recreational, well, currently they export 75% of that weed to the East Coast. And if you make them go rec, where's that go? Yeah. And where's that price? Yeah, interesting situation that would pose. So, I mean, if we want to get a little bit more specific, as opposed to just the general industry, what do you think is the next thing for the seed industry? And the reason why I bring this up is because more recently I've been seeing a lot of people talk about how specifically seeds just perform so much better outdoors. And because we're coming into that outdoor season, that becomes a really relevant point. Do you think that's going to play like a big impact, so to speak, in what happens next for the seed industry? Um, and, and that version, hopefully, yes, because we don't see we don't see big um, big fields planted of corn clones or of tomato clones or uh, that that type of thing. They're all plants from seeds. Seed seeds have a taproot. Clones are a branch of a branch of a branch of a branch of a branch. They have a shallow fibrous root system. They'll never have the ability to have a taproot. Seeds have a taproot, which can go all the way down into the ground, hold itself up get its own water, get its own nutrients, and be a hell of a lot healthier than a clone. I tell people, cut a clone, plant a seed. In a month, the seed will overtake the clone, and you'll be able to see the thickness of it and the vigor. When you want hybrid vigor, that's... Um, so... Uh, I'm trying to figure out which analogies are safe for your show. But uh, uh, I do good things now. Yeah, I, I, I do good things now, but... Um, but I might throw out my back now and then. But when I was in my twenties, I did I had some great things that were you know magical. So I said I never threw out my back. <laughs> so if you've got if you've got a young mother plant that's throwing clones, those clones are going to be a little more fresher, a little more healthier, a little bit more faster to root, a little bit less resistant to pest, mold, mildew, um, a little less bitchy. If you've got younger mother plant, they're going to be faster, healthier, um, more vigorous, uh, especially when cutting clones off of them. And, and when I say no clone zone, I don't have a problem with cutting your own clones. I want people to be sustainable. I don't want you to have to buy as much as I love it. <laughs> I don't want you to buy all your seeds from me all the time. You don't, you don't have to. Just buy enough that you find what you like that's different and works for you and then work with it and then make clones off of it. But to bring clones in from somebody else's garden, that's like bringing a woman into your bedroom with your wife she don't know about and if you give her recipes John we gotta kill her too because it probably bring recipes or broad mites in your garden you don't just get that plant you're, you're wiping out your garden you're killing all your elites everything you have none of your buddies want it hold this for me no way <laughs> you know because those are just they're such those those two pests are so hard to eradicate I hear I hear a good once twice a twice a week I hear um so my brother gave me this cut, man. And I trust him, and I, he promised. And I said, "Don't you have a quarantine room? Didn't you?" Yeah, it had it had it had broad mites on it. I was like, "It's the Borg. It's the Borg. Resistance is futile. You must kill everything and drop your room." So, yeah. So I mean, with that in mind, we're starting to see that the issues associated with clones is becoming so paramount, especially in a 
uh, sorry, like a scene like California where clones were considered the holy grail for like, you know, the past 20 odd years. Because, do you because see, we had to. Yeah. And, and I mean, so do you see seeds eventually overtaking it eventually, given that the clone problems just seem to be getting worse and worse? No, no question. Because uh, especially when we talk commercial growth, when, you know, um, when I've got 100 lights up and, and I'm, I'm, gro- I'm growing out a cut that uh, my, my uncle Bobby gave it to me. Uh, I, I, I really like Uncle Bobby, and, and I hope he's telling me this is the truth. But if I grow this all out and I have uh, 3,000 pounds and Uncle Bobby was wrong and it's not tangy, uh, I got a pin company now, or I'm majorly in the hole, and I've got something that I can't sell because it is coming on the rise. And I do know how people who have uh, a business model of going, they're going to go around and um, go to your store. They test your, uh, they test your flower in your shelf and make sure if it's supposed to be super, super haze, they test it. And if it is, you get a gold seal of, seat, uh, of approval that it's been certified. If it's not, you have to take it off your shelf. You can't because, you know, God, it never happens. But you know, some people might run out of uh, Girl Scout cookies, and they'll just pour other things in there and to sell it from where that way they have it when people come in. It may not be Girl Scout cookies, of course. And like when I talk to Analytical 360, usually the top three strains submitted are the that are wrong are the top three most famous strains. Like like people will submit a test and say, "Oh, this is my Girl Scout cookie cut," and yet Analytical 360 can look at it and say, "Well, by sequencing, it doesn't match up the profile here, and it doesn't cluster here. It's more over here." But you said it's this, so we have to send it back as that. But we know it's not. So. That's their thing, but that's but now with genetic sequencing, we can do and we can look into that. And we can say, oh, so what you're telling me is that Tangy is actually just an ancient orange cut when you go in the galaxy, which we just found out. Ah, interesting. You know, there's there's been a lot of backstory around Tangy. I've even heard whispers that uh, Crockett actually bought a packet of seeds from the Mad Farmer which then went on to be one of the parents which went into making tangy. I mean, you know, maybe not true, especially given what you've just said, but I've, I've heard a lot of rumors about the questionable backstory of tangy. And that's the thing, and that's what like, makes me go crazy that um, we've been such an underground community and market hush-hush is that, you know, uh, we were all able to tell stories and backstories and, and, and myths and whatnot. Um, and so now I have to fight those myths and find out the truth. Like Ghost OG, for example, um, it's Ghost OG. I made it. Eh. We get Ken on the phone, um, uh, Oregon Kid. You find out that Ken says, "No, I sold him that for five for five grand and five pounds." And then you get Oregon. Then you get Ghost OG. Get Ghost on the phone. Same time and say, "Okay, Ghost, this is what Ken says. What happened?" All right, I bought five pounds, five grand. I bought it. Just renamed it. You know, so you're like, okay, cool, myth salt. You know, so, and, but um, a lot of people have, have gotten away with stories like that. I, I made this, maybe not. And now that we can sequence it, a lot of people are like, well, shit, I've lived off this lie, and I thought it was this, and now it's not. But, um, but yeah, if you if you if you look at Tangy now, it, it's a direct relative of Agent Orange, and which I think as soon as we get um, Cali O and Orange Velvet submitted into the galaxy that'll fill out the other corner and I think other things will come off of those those will be parentage of that I think Paleo and Orange Velvet have a huge part part to play Do you, like me and a few others, have a sneaky suspicion that Caleo and Orange Velvet are one and the same? 
Um, I can't say I've smoked orange velvet. I just know of it and I've seen its structure. But I've I've I, I always learn something, and I, and I think you should learn something every day. And I've learned that different plants grown in different terroirs or environments can have different structures. And so even though it may have a different structure here, it can still be the same plant um, grown in Florida in a swampy different in, in environment where, you know, for the last 10 years to where if it's grown here in a dry, uh, uh, humid environment, it, it's going to grow a little differently over 20 years. It's going to start to adapt and be like that. So um, I, I don't know because I can't um, – I, I can't say that I've smoked uh, orange velvet. I, I, have, I have with Calio, but and so nice thing about it is that if I, if I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. I'll try to find out the answer for you, but we don't lie for you because we got science now, and so <laughs> yeah. And so I mean, how do you think the phylo sequencing, for example, is going to affect the seed game in the future? Do you think, like for example, maybe we'll get to a point where breeders will offer a strain as well as proof that the parents they use were legitimately what they said they were because i know that a big issue with breeding at the moment like you know touching back on the crop king point like so many breeders breed with cuts and it's like is that really the real sour d you got there you know what i mean right and and verify it and then once again you know it's verified genetics now we're talking about um big business we're talking about rec whether we like it or not they have to be accountable. Like I was just trying to get a loan for somebody who had a large pricey piece of property. He's like, I need, I need a loan on him. I was like, okay, I need to have it appraised. He's like, uh, no. I said, I said uh, you can't get a loan on shit without having it appraised. I need somebody has to appraise this piece of property, 113 acres. They need to have it appraised. He's like, well, I don't trust an appraiser. I'm like, well, let's count, start counting pennies because nobody will appraise you on land that you you know you're maybe over your numbers but so you have to wait but you've got to get it appraised um to know what the value is on it and so i don't know how i got there uh, what the question was uh verified is that what it was yeah like how do you think in the future given we have the genetic sequencing that breeders will maybe offer you know like sequencing with their seeds to be like look you know you can see we use the real sour d as the mom or, you know the real super silver haze as you mentioned earlier Yep, yep, and they'll come out with that. So, and one of the things on my new website is that I, I just signed a deal with um, uh, Canifo and Phylos. And so, at the bottom of my new site, it'll when you scroll down, you'll see the breeder, you see all the specs. And at the bottom, you'll see a link that goes to Canifo, and it'll have the tripping profile, the negative effects, the positive effects, what it works for, what its, uh, what its rarity is, what blah, 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 the whole thing about it. Um, and it'll have a button that says, Buy seed, buy it now. And I click that button, it takes you to my site. And at the bottom of my site, at that same page, say on Tangi, it'll also have a box from Phylos. And so you can click on that box, and it'll take you to Phylos, and it'll show you where Tangi sits in the galaxy. And that'll be all on the new site, ready for everybody to look at. Like, we we want to be as transparent as possible with the strains and what we have and the cuts. And so if we can link both those, get all the information for everybody growing and whatnot, then, then you have it. And through Canifo and through Phylos, they're, they're a great team. And so where I just sell genetic preservation kits, like um, we tell people, you know, these are, um, don't get them wet, don't get them dirty. They will explode. And that's not my fault. So, so check your local laws. Don't get them wet, of course. But uh, uh, Canifo, can tell you info on them and Philos can tell you info on them and Google and YouTube are your best friends but I cannot tell you about them because these are just preservation kits yeah yeah too true <laughs> so. so just to kind of throw us in a bit of a different direction 
I remember I was scrolling through the Adam Dunn uh, fan page and I noticed you put a post up saying something along the lines of, oh, the history of the OG goes back past the triangle, you know, and you, you follow that up by saying, have you ever heard of Supernaut? So, no, I've never heard of Supernaut. Do you mind filling me in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhat. So... So there's five people involved in OG. We all know it's Bubba. We all know it's Josh D. And it's those two that did it. Bubba, Bubba, um, Josh D. Had the sack, grew the plant that turned out to be OG Kush. And how we make sure this is true is we go back to Josh D's Instagram and we scroll down and he's got Polaroids and camera from 92 on his table showing the plant. And that's pretty much all I need to see to know that it's, that it's, that it's legit and verified. And, you know, if you had big enough balls to send in photo uh, reels in, in 82 or in 92, you know, you didn't process that stuff overnight. You were getting them done at, at, at Rite Aid. And so if you trusted them to do it, you had enough balls for that, you're actually doing the thing. Um, but admittedly, popped from seed that he bought of a bag of that, that a person named Alex bought of uh, the bag was called Supernaut. And so the seed came from a bag of Supernaut. Mm-hmm. So we had, so we had always thought that Supernaut stood for nautical because being Florida. It now may be a Rastafarian, so to say, with dreadnoughts. Mm. And the Supernaut was the hardest of all the nugs that he sold, that he had. It was a super like his hair. And this gentleman happens to have S1s of it, happens to have bought 12 very distinctive websites around it, and came to us by wanting to sell the websites, not by wanting, not by so much caring about the, um, I made this and this, I want credit for this, but more of, I have this website and this website that ties to it, uh, and uh, once I found out what it was, I got a whole bunch of fucking S1s of it that I did because I just wanted to make sure it was mine. And once to sell the websites more was more. And I was like, well, what about the strain? Um, and so we're working on it. Everybody's got a story, and it's and it's hard to vet them all. But this is getting close. We, Dunn and I have talked and been working on this guy probably year, maybe six months. And so, but we're getting closer, and it. it so there was a beach in Florida where dude used to get it. There's a surfer and he used to leave on the beach. This guy knows lived on that beach and Alex knew where that beach was. And so it's pretty much there. There's not all there's a whole lot of beaches and a whole lot of surfers down in Florida. And for those two to have both independently said the same area kinda leads me to believe that yeah, it's it's gonna come back to Supernaut. Now what Supernaut is? I don't know. Mm. And and do you know the uh, status of those seeds? Like, do you know they're they're healthy, or like, have they been popped, or they're sitting there ready to go? Yes, yes, once to, to prove that he did it. Yeah, or, or maybe not to prove he did it, but just to see what's inside. Um. Yeah. Yes and no. Like I said, so he's sitting on some websites, like like a couple of Kush websites and stuff like that that he went out and bought that he wants to sell from back in the day and he's more apt and he's more looking into that than I'm like no no let's sequence this thing let's see what it is and then let's claim 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 it and and, and whatnot and he's like 
well, I don't know about all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Older people, they don't, they don't. So for the last 25, 30, 40 years, we've told people, don't tell people you, grow, you smoke weed. God forbid, don't tell people you breed weed. Don't tell them that. And then now, like last five years, it's like, hey, go put up a pop-up and a sign and sell seeds. Yeah, do it on the side of the road. Like, you won't get busted. Sure, go do it. And these guys are like, no fucking way. Like the first ADSI, half the guys didn't want to show up because the way it worked, you had to get on a bus. You had to put your cell phone inside of a case before you got on the bus. And the bus took you to a secret location because you've got 50 of the, what I consider the top U.S. growers. I mean, you've got Top Dog there. You've got Kim Dog there. You've got JJ. You've got AJ. You've got Pinksky. You've got everybody done there. You know? That's an interesting house to, for, for the wrong person to know about. And so, to make it safe, everybody had to put their phones in a case. And some guys were like, like Chrome and Cornbread from Swamp Boys. They were scared as fuck as, from done. They're like, this guy just comes up to with his microphones. He's like, did you make the light? Did you do this? And we were like, Because ah! <laughs> they don't even like to be seen, you know? And so they, they didn't want to give up their phones and they weren't going to, no way they were going to do it. It was just too weird for them. But once the first one went down, people were like, oh, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a cool thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's a, a special thing. You don't want to be somewhere where everybody knows that everybody's going to be. That's how the mob works. It's a big get shot. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can vouch for that. I, um, without having directly said the words, I think, yeah, Ricky has said something to the lines of like, you know, he's not really into being in the public spotlight. No, and, and Ricky, uh, Ricky, more so, definitely. Tommy will at least, Tommy, uh, Chrome, um, Swamp Boys will, uh, at least talk. And, um, if, if I have to, man, if it's for you, I'll do it. But, man, I just, I just don't like it. <laughs> that's why. That's why none of their pictures. They'll, they don't post any of their pictures. It's just uh, obsolete. Same way. He they, they believe it and it's law, but it's so worked into their heads. And they're such old school, you know, families that it's just no. I'm cool. Just you be the proxy. I don't. They don't need to see me. I I'll just keep doing what I do, and we're fine. But the problem with that is if that they don't like I told obsolete. If you don't come out and claim Alien Dog, then somebody else is, and they're going to go by his thing until you claim yours. If they don't know that yours is out there, then then it doesn't exist. Yeah. So either you claim it and submit it. And with Philos, a lot of people, there's two camps on my teams, on my group. One camp with, like, say, Aficionado and Snow High and uh, Homegrown. They don't want to sequence because they believe that then they're giving up patent rights to the plant. Well, it's not theirs anymore. If you sequence it, then you have it. Then you can tissue culture it. You've got my shit. To where Philos came, I had a show where I wanted done to ask them about this because I don't want to be the guy that tells them the guys to do this and that's bad. So the way they say it is that you can't bring a number down to the, the patenting office and have it patent and say, I patent this number. You have to have a viable thing, a plant. And once that number, that sequence is made public, it's no longer patentable. You can't patent something that everybody has. And so by putting the strains up in the galaxy that everybody knows what they are, it makes them unpatentable because they, it's, it's knowledge. And so it's kind of the other because I see done then giving up the sage, the sour, the real sour D, you know, the, the Zeta. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? Those guys are not doing that. But he's like, no, and I see Bodhi giving them cuts. And I see, you know, a bunch of manic stuff, entering stuff. But some breeders also will just be like, 
so hard-headed that they think that they have something that can complete the sequence and if they don't give it to them then then that that makes phylos's job harder if i, if I don't give you orange velvet or 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 calio then you won't have this you'll have this hole and then then so ha it'll, it'll hurt you you know what i mean and some breeders just want to play that game but um, I, but I, but I see it as a good thing. I see it as a way to, for one, claim your strain, for two, to get your name out there and say this is what I've done and and, and prove it. Um, if you did it, then you can do it again, or you have the children, or you have the you have the parents, um, and then you know uh, get the right people the proper credit for it because a lot of shit out there is you know bunk. Yeah. Okay. And so. I just left that little audio pause because I don't know if you're going to want to cut this one out, so I always do that. <laughs> I want to know, is obsolete alien genetics? No, not at all. Okay. A lot of people think he I is. Thought so. I, th- I thought so. I-, I think obsolete's obsolete. Obsolete's franchise. Aliens is a guy, uh, I believe his name is Ted, and he sits on the beach. He's also a surfer guy. So I was like, hmm, are Supernaut and aliens share the same, the same surfer, but they're not. Um... Alien was distributing through two people. He was uh, the word is he was sitting on the beach, uh, not on the beach, but Northern California surfing, um, releasing block packs of gear to uh, 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 obsolete franchise genetics, and another guy I want to call Andy, who was his other salesman in Washington. Andy got greedy, and the numbers started getting heavy, like six thousand, seven thousand a pack. And Ted was not cool with that, was not cool with those kind of numbers because he was not receiving those kind of numbers on that stuff. And so Andy somehow screwed himself up um, to the point where Obsolete got the website back. Obsolete owns Alien Genetics, and he got about 300 breeding stock of each strain, um, the Alien Rock Candy, the Land Grenade, the Ewok, all those and whatnot, and uh, doesn't know what he wants to do with them yet. Meanwhile, Alien Genetics has come back out on Instagram and has said, um, warm winning um, orange cookies. That's not them. They didn't win those. And people are like, oh, your orange cookies were so good. Your fruit pills were so good. We love it. And they don't come out and say like, oh, thank you. But that was obsolete strain. They just let it be. And so what that is, is that is, I believe it's, it's Andy, the old salesman. And Skunkmaster Flex, who have put together a little thing, and that's the new Alien Genetics. And they're claiming, you know, makers of the Starfighter, makers of this and that, which is doing nothing more than pissing off Ted, because he's like, okay, you made it, sure. And I'm like, cool, get pissed, come back out, make more. <laughs> yeah, is, is, what's Ted doing? Uh, surfing. <laughs> Content. That seems like what they want to do. You know, they surf and grow weed. I think they just surf from patch to patch maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just like on paper when you look at it, you got to think that Ted is, you know, not not only like his work has led on to amazing work, but it in itself, you know, stands up, you know, on its own. Ahead of the game. Yeah. Had some yeah, stuff that was ahead of the game. That's a, <laughs> stuff and, and maybe had the ability to run numbers because that, when it all comes down to it, we can pop a five pack and I can pick a female and maybe it's one bad bitch, but at the same time, for me to get one out of 4,000 that is the one that the breeder was definitely trying to show me, 
is asking quite a bit from my breeder. You know what I mean? Like that's like me going to the bar, finding the blonde with giant tits and this and that and this and that and then taking home and so your kid better have this unless you're out of here, woman. You know what I mean? And so it's hard to breed for those exact things and 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 a lot of things don't work and a lot of breeders that say, How come CG's so expensive? I'm like, because these guys throw away gallon baggies all the time. I see it. Because it's it's steps, it's not ready. And they don't want to release it because it take you five years to build up your reputation. It'll take you five minutes to ruin it. And so they don't want to release something, and I won't. I push on them. You know, don't release it unless it's ready because I don't want returns on it, and you don't want the internet to blow up on it. But um, but they are not the same one and the same. They are different. Franchise is now ob- obsolete. Genetics group. Um, friend, I thought that was one of the best logos ever. I still have the hat. Um, the alien with the weed with the weed eyes. I loved it. Um, yeah. But he had some crap with his old guy, and so he, he doesn't want to use that logo anymore. But it's still uh, obsolete doing it. And he's actually not doing so well. He's got some. Uh, he's got a stomach infection. So if it gets worse, I might do a charity action for him. Um, hell of a guy. I really like him. Holds a tremendous amount of cuts. Um, tremendous amount of cuts, old, old, old ship. So, yeah, and so maybe you're able to shed some light on this. I heard some that he was having some issues, you know, a while back with some of his seed stock. In that, like, orange cookies. Yeah, like I'm trying to explain this right. It's not that, like, yeah. So there was Hermie issues. Like, yeah, get that out of the way. But it wasn't because like he had picked uh, a Hermie male or whatever. Like I heard that like some external pollen or like something like you know kind of really external was the issue. So the first the first batch, as I know it, the first batch was done and uh, he did it himself. Watched it walk walk the crop through. Was sold to Jungle Boys for sixty sacks, and so they bought pretty much all his gear up at once. Um, I got the leftovers. We then dropped. He then made a second batch that was that he pollinated in a greenhouse. That batch was then sold to the seed banks. And then once those issues were known about, he's 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 he stands on his brand, and so he pulled them from the, from what he from what he could, and he offered to do buybacks from breeders. His partner in franchise before he went to jail off a bunch of those packs sold them and so there are there was and there are there was issues with, with one of those crosses the second batch that was done in the greenhouse that he didn't watch and there are some of those packs that got released on on uh, without his knowledge without uh, unbeknownst to him but um, as a breeder and as a bank if you have some or have had issues with them let us know We'll, we'll make it right with you. Like, he knows that there's a possibility. And so if you had an, uh, an issue with the bad of them or some of them didn't pop or you got screwed or you didn't think what you grew was what you should have seen, call us up, let us know about it, and then we'll talk to him and we'll see what we can make it right. You know what I mean? Give you five more and make it right somehow. But but I knew that that was an issue and I talked to him about it um, and why and how it, it happened. Because, you know, obviously I, I can't have that happen because I have to replace all that stuff that's why it doesn't it would it never behooves me to, re, to repack anybody else's seeds because I'm the guy that's got to pay for it I'm the guy that's got to pay shipping out there listen to you call and bitch at me pay shipping back and then pay shipping back out there to you so you know what I mean so it doesn't behoove me and then when I say pay, pay shipping back that's another cool thing about my company uh, 
if we fuck up and send you the wrong gear and you bought you bought Cinderella 99 and we sent you Apollo 13 unfortunately you get to keep Cinderella 99 and we send you Apollo 14 I can't ask you to send them back I can't that's chain of custody I don't know what you did with them maybe you, I don't know maybe you put them in a car that was too hot maybe you traded them out of that vial maybe something happened and so as a vendor I can't take those back but as a vendor I have to make it right to my customer that you got what you ordered and so we just you keep the Cindy and then here's, here comes here comes what you ordered which is pretty cool I mean we, so I try not to make mistakes <laughs> when yeah. shipping yeah, a lot of pressure. It cost me double. But it goes back to the chain of custody and verified genetics. I can't take it back because if I was to take it back, then you would know I took shit back and maybe somebody else pops it and they get all four browns and one one green. Well, that green never should have happened. Well, now who's repacking packs? Oh, it must be them. Yeah. So it's just easier. If we fuck up, it's, it's on us. Keep the pack. Enjoy it. Here's another one. Yeah, okay. And so kind of related, but, you know, not really related at the same time. Um, Have you ever, like, seen or heard of any breeders where, like, maybe they're not growing the best plants per se or maybe they're using some nasty chemicals and as a result, the seeds are of poor quality? So I guess what I'm asking is, do you think healthy plants produce healthy seeds, shit plants produce shit seeds? Have you seen any evidence for that? Because the reason I ask is because every now and again, you'll see a photo on Instagram of a real ugly plant and they'll be like, oh, you know, like, making seeds is... It's not pretty or whatever. And it's like, nah, man, I've seen some really right. pretty plants that are making seeds. And, and, and Rick, Rick from Brothers Grimm has some of the prettiest plants for, that make seeds. Like that Cindy making seeds, you, you, it's beautiful. You can't really tell. It's not bad. Exactly. Um, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a healthy uh, – it's, it's like my wife. We, see, we got a healthy yoga chick who goes to, to, to yoga every morning and drinks pineapple smoothies and fucking doesn't poop for every two days and is healthy, super healthy. She's going to have good kids. You got crackhead Betty who walks down the street and uh, smokes cigarettes for 10 packs a day and doesn't have the greatest lifestyle. Her kids might have some issues. They might be a little unstable. They might not be live up to their true potential as the yoga mom. So, Yeah, and, and so I mean, I guess, have you ever had to maybe deny a breeder you know, from your seed bank because you knew that there were maybe issues like that going on? Of course. I get probably three to five seed banks set me up a week as far as we care my stuff, we care my stuff, we care my stuff. And, and none of them usually pass the first question. Have you been breeding longer than I've been in business? And I've been in business since 2010. So if you were making seeds before the big rush, before 2010, hey, I want to work with you. I want to see what I can do. But if you're part of the new trend chucking phase and you made glue cookies because it, it was a cool name, bro. I, I I can't support that. You know what I mean? I don't. What were you going for, really? Like the name? Sweet. What'd you do for the genetics? Nothing. So. Yeah. Okay. And morals. so I mean, morals. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, maybe maybe you don't want to answer this one, but I I think you probably would. Who's kind of a, a fad breeder at the moment who maybe you don't think is going to stand the test of time? And so I guess it goes without saying you you probably – if you do decide to answer this one, it's probably not going to be someone you stock. <laughs> no. Um, well, I can, I can say uh, without getting in trouble, without pissing off too many people, I know that, that like Tiger Stripe for one is a, is a, is a bad guy. Um, 
he's taken top dog, star dog male, and crossed with a whole bunch of females, and then will call me and be like, hey, I'll sell it to you for 50 cents a seed. And I'm like, you know, the, the, the make the money, make the money, take it, take it. You know, <laughs> the other angel says, fuck no, that's not the real thing. You'll screw your customers. And so I have to tell that guy no. And I look at the rest of his lines, his other lines, he used uh, La Plata's Durango OG mail. And I'm like, no, you, I, I can't do it. You're, you're undercutting my other guys. You're, you're using his shit, and he should be paid for it. And then, um, so yeah, so uh, all Tiger Stripe fanboys are going to hate me in the morning, but oh well. So then he takes Star Dog and F2s it, back cross, puts it out in an F2, which super no no. Like if you wanted, if JJ wanted to put his own stuff out in F2 and his, his exact thing, then he would have done it. Dude, I mean, you don't give out somebody's breeding cut. It's just you're uh, you're potentially going after that guy. I had a recent breeder that we did carry that I did have to get rid of, unfortunately, or did we did have to cut terms with, unfortunately. Um, he came out with a list that was Tangi S1, Dosido S1. MK Ultra S1, uh, Thin Mints S1, Wedding Cake S1, which is great and, and whatnot, but he didn't do those cuts, and I don't want to support that guy just by undercutting and using some SDS spray. Like, it's not the same, and you're not getting what you should be getting. Um, and so I don't want to. That kind of bummed me out. I like the guy, and I was like, man, I have good stuff, but. You can't just go out and S one everybody else's stuff. That's not that's not cool. There's no there's no written law, but if anything, as a bank, I can stop it. I can say I won't sell that shit. And so, you know, we try not to. We we don't do with that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard that that I I mean that that guy he's built a lot of his stuff off other people's genetics. That doesn't surprise me. But oh well, I, I think he's still I think he'll still probably go ahead with it anyway. Uh, he'll still probably go with it, and, and and unfortunately, the market will see. I mean, the market market dictates. The market will see, and 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 like I told um, the breeder of the Dosido, uh, <laughs> I said if you, you, I said Pepsi Challenge, baby. I said put three, give a three pack for every ten pack of his sold. I said, and the and the the customer will see that the proof is in the pudding. The three pack that he gets direct versus. The, the the S1 is night and day. And if they find a keeper out of the, out of the three pack and they didn't out of the 10, bingo. I mean, pro- point proven. And that's, it's going to happen. The, the one that, that the other guy has made is, is not going to be as, as good or as strong. Or it's not, it does just, just nothing against that guy. It just doesn't have the genetic potential. It never started. It, never, it, will, it could never be there. It just didn't start that way. Mm-hmm. And so he'll never be able to recreate it or get close to it. He can get, he can get close. It's like, it's like my wife. So she's not, she's not playing with a full deck of cards. Like, she has most of it. But... Like Thimstock, there's there's no X chromosome there. They're they're missing one, and it's just like like ninety percent there. And as soon as you freak her out, she throws bananas, goes crazy. So, so I mean, that brings up an interesting point. I wanted to ask you: How do you feel about Femstock in general on the site? You know, is it a bit of a risky thing in your opinion for you, or do you feel pretty comfortable with it? So I started off as no fem stock, no auto fems, no autos, no fems, just red stock. And my bank is generally 80%, 90% regular stock and 10% fem stock, 
which is the opposite for the market. The market is 92% fem stock, 8% red stock. Um, but I didn't want – it appeared that the local U.S. breeders hadn't gotten it locked down enough yet, and it was still like I knew a couple of breeders that had taken down warehouses in week four because it just was not looking good um, that tried to fem their stuff. And, and – um, I didn't want any any issues as far as you know hurting people's crops or them not finding what they needed to find, and so um, we stayed away from it. But now that as as science has helped us, um, and we've uh, and and the market has changed. Um, it was put to me once: you wouldn't grow a tomato plant if you couldn't get a tomato off of it, would you? Yeah. So why would you grow a male if you? couldn't get a weed off of it and 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 granny who wants to throw five seeds up in her backyard next to her t- tomatoes and her corn and she can walk them out and walk watch them every day and if she sees some some nuts on one she can just yank it and kill it because it's just one of five it's not no big deal she's she's watering it and watching it granny's cool with throwing five fems in the back because it's no big deal to her but if we're talking a field you know, they, they say, uh, I, I got to do it with Sol. I, uh, I believe the Punnett Square is four out of 100 will be male. He uh, says no way in hell. He says maybe four out of 1,000. Um, the Marijuana Bible says it's four out of 100. Um, but, but if it's even one out of 1,000 males happen, that guy gets loose, that field gets seeds. And so Femstock has that inherent inherent. It's built into it. It, it, it has that inherent um, genetics to, to to stress easier. When you stress it, it's going to throw. When you doesn't get water, it's going to throw. It gets too hot, it's going to throw arms on you. And so it has a greater genetic propensity to go bad on you. And so I tell people if you're gonna if you're gonna run a field, you want to do something large, pheno hunt, get a female, find her out with regular stock, and then just cut clones. Stop buying seeds from me, cut clones. But if you're gonna you know, if, if you're gonna throw five in your backyard, you don't give a shit, and you can watch them. Fem stock can work for you. Throw in the back, you can keep an eye on them. And if one gets, you know, sacky, then you can cut it off before it kills you. It does it's, you know, it's not a huge investment, and it's nothing. You know, you definitely get ten times your money out of it, and you know, you can kill your males, and no big deal. But you know, you, you you get a little short male in the middle of the field that looks like a female and turns tranny on you and looks turns into a male and you throw sacks in the middle of the season then you just lost that whole field and yeah. so i mean and the fems sorry have a greater and the fems have a greater propensity to throw and so that's why i say get a female that you know is good and that's why duke is really good duke uh duke Diamond, he stresses the shit out of his plants like he was showing me the last week i was like what the hell are these things dude He's, he's like, oh, these are my stressors, man. This one I'm, I'm, I'm feeding ice water to. And this one I got over a blower. That's uh, We stick it outside every night and freeze it. And this one, <laughs> you know, he's just doing different things to them to stress them out to see if they're stable or see if they'll, if you can flip, flip them out and, and make them, you know, make them do the bad thing. And so you're looking for that gene. And so, you know, not everybody does that. Everybody just kind of, some people just plants like like Bodhi. Bodhi says i'm not a breeder Bodhi says i'm a i'm a, I'm a magician i uh i help people i help plants have sex but that's why Bodhi doesn't work a line everything in Bodhi is f1 yeah yeah i mean he certainly approaches it from a non-scientific point of view but i mean the it's biggest magic. Thing- 
everything that can't be explained by science is magic he says yeah i mean that that's like that's actually a bit of a philosophical take on things but i think ultimately the thing i take away from Bodhi is like he just says you know like no matter what you think of my stuff like just just judge it on its merit and i think a lot of his stuff is really good in my opinion at least yeah we've got a cool thing coming up with Bodhi. we've got a uh it's gonna be a very limited edition release it's called uh everybody loves Bodhi. And it's going to be a pack with uh, Sage Masta, who's Adam Dunn. And he's taken a Jasmine Catpiss male from Bodhi with Bodhi's permission. And he's bred it to 12 of his, of Adam Dunn's crosses. And we have the seeds and, the, and swords running all those. So they're coming out beautiful. And we're going to make a cool little a cool little box of, it's like a, like a if, if you either know Bodhi or you don't. But it, it, it'll be a cool little box and it's got crystals in it and he went and got some tobacco seeds and he got some other cool little seeds and he got some other cool little seeds and then it'll have like the 12 different vials of 33 of the of the regular strains and a little bit of pollen oh. and so it's kind of but, but you've got to buy all 12 12 strains of 33 seeds so it's like 330 seeds and you get them all and the pollen so it's like pretty much a genetic starter kit um, so if you find something you like, you can then back cross it to that male and that pollen and see what you could have found, um, or, or play with them more so. But but you won't be able to buy them individually. You'll be it's it's the case. It'll be a collector's edition, and we already talked about Top Dog, and so JJ's would come in like a fishing tackle box and have like some lures and yeah, you know nice. a bottle. And this one would have you know then you have a seed yeah. packs and just because you know it'd be like everybody loves that top dog you know it's kind of kind of adam doing collabs with bill breeders and stuff so yeah yeah for sure that's a cool idea and i mean i i almost don't want to ask what what price range would we be looking at i don't know that's why i asked myself. i said what are we talking about here so that's that's a high number um 12 packs by itself is, is a big number um and then we've got these boxes and, and these crystals and these you know oh the boy just walks around and picks i said i know i just picks them up i know i know um but they're cool and they're you know i so so i i i don't know and i don't even want to throw a number out because i'll get yelled at one way or the other yeah. um but i don't believe they'll be cheap but knowing Bodie, they won't be uh, expensive. Um, and then 25% of all sales uh, go to um, their charity, and Bodie wants to do it to an animal charity. So, um, like, I'm sure Top Dog would want it to go to, you know, like a dog rescue fund or something, or fishing habitat, something. So, yeah. but where I'm the broker in the middle, I'll, you know, disseminate the monies and everybody gets their own cuts. Yeah, for sure. That sounds awesome. And it's it's certainly something which hasn't really been... I mean, not to be honest, I shouldn't say that. There's been the uh, the THC kit. Um, you know, they made that box a while ago. They were, they were ahead of the game. Props, Adam. Um, so, yeah, that, that'd be cool having more stuff like that, especially the pollen. You know, that's an interesting one. We haven't spoken about that, but a lot of people, they kind of raise the idea of, like, maybe doing, like, a pollen release, but I'm not sure if it's actually happened, so to speak. Um, hit me up three days ago. JD's uh, JD Short, DJ Short's son hit me up. Oh yeah, nice. So, but, but I don't know how I feel about that. That's not his. Like I'm gonna have to call his dad and be like, "Hey, you want me selling your 1974 male pollen?" I mean, that's his baby. He ran 200 strains out of that. That's his. I mean, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, unfortunately, we all pass around my same girlfriend. She gets she goes all over town. Everybody's got her. It's the dicks that are different. It's the pollen that's separate. That's what separates the crosses. 
It's all the same Gorilla Glue cut. Cut of a cut of a cut of a cut of a cut. It's all the same clone. It's the pollen that crosses with it that's different. And so now if I'm selling you this chosen like it'd be like it'd be like exotic selling his Starfighter pollen. What would the what would the price be on that? I mean yeah. what you could get so much you'd breed one line with that and I mean yeah, it, it, it's like, it, it really is just a seed company waiting to happen if it was in that type of person's hands. It's, a, it's, 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 about, it's about the males, and so it's about to find. But in that kind of a kit where you've bought and... Bought? bought and? <laughs> where, you, where you bought 12 different lines of these crosses, and you find something special, and you're like, yeah, but it had just a little bit more cactus in it. And you've got that pollen to go back and then try to breed it and hit it and try to find that little bit more cactus piss in it or preserve it further. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a great idea. Kind of a bit off topic, you must see a hell of a lot of strains, you know, especially ones come and go. What do you think are some of the trending fad strains which are not going to be around in two years? I think for me, I've never had it, so I could be completely wrong, but I get the strongest feeling that Purple Punch is not going to last the test. Is Purple Punch big right now? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of smaller breeders working with it. There's a few fems of it coming out. Um, the, The next one on the horizon... You know, I think maybe Purple Punch is already a little bit on the way. I think the Sunday Drive is the new one coming in, and that's Jungle Boy is kind of popularizing that one. So last year, last October, my Facebook page, I I, I think I called it, but uh, oranges are dead and lemons were up. And so I called uh, Archives. He was calling it uh, Lemon Peel at the time. Now he calls it One Star. That that made me go to my car like two times in one night and smoke bowls. I was like, I've never walked in a car and smoke weed for since I was like nineteen. But uh, it was like I haven't made a song. Like I haven't I dedicated a song to that last gallon that last jar he gave me. It was it's uh, by James Hershey. It's like I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you when you're gone. Like I made that whole song because I was like, oh, you're gonna be gone and I'm gonna be so sad. But it's just like this yielding monster, lemony, yum yum. But I think lemon is going to be here for a minute. Um, I know Gene from Aficionado is coming out with root beer. Uh, and it's not going to be from Aficionado. It's going to be under his new line, um, Freeborn, Freeborn Selections. I know that uh, Aficionado is coming out with a lot of good stuff. They went to Spain, met some very cool Frenchy people, uh, like Frenchy Colone, that they have already, but some other really great growers. Um, uh, I, I think just like in, in 2007, 2008, I think we, we, we love the citrusy and we love the citrus. Uh, I think we've gotten to the point where if we want to get high, we'll just do another dab. It's not about the highest, the high, high concentrate THC anymore. It's about the flavor. Like I want to taste it now. Um, I, uh, now we've legalized it. I can get high. I can get super high if I want to. Now let's have it taste good and not be food grade terps. And so I think we, we're seeing a lot of that, hopefully, um, and and we'll go in that direction. Um, I also uh, hope that we'll break down CBD more and isolates and distillates and, and get those into the right hands and, and be able to do them on a mass on a mass ratio to where we can actually get the small parts that we need to make it worthwhile. But um, I also like mangoes. And then I think... Uh, I think within two years, I think the gas and funk is back. I think we go back to gas, and then we go to, like, rotting flesh, toe jam, dead body. 
but like nobody wants to like really dab toe jam rotting flesh dead body you know they want to <laughs> they, they, they want to dab creamy cherry soda you know they, you're like well this is uh dead dead kush dead dead floating rotting kush you're like uh no i'll try the other one <laughs> you know? so but like that was always my like right when i got out of growing i had this nasty tie from like 79 it was just it was just pure nastiness you just smell like ah! you're like you know, getting like a little bit more of it because you're like, it was just so nasty. We're like, yeah, but oh, well, I, I like that though. But um, but as as she was Thai, she had a little lady boy in her, and so she kept she kept uh, wanting to throw some 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 lady boy uh, traits on me now and then. So she had to get removed. No. If we just loop back a moment to um, we were talking about the aficionado seeds, I just want to quickly ask you because you would have an interesting perspective on this. How is it to have to work with a breeder who has such a high-end catalog, you know, like they're real they're not the cheap man seeds to put it bluntly. You know, does that affect things? Do you see like a really low volume of traffic moving because of that or do you think the market just works it out in the end? Um the market will always dictate in the end, but aficionado will come and it will sell. Like these I just got 25 vanilla berries, they will be gone by the end of this week. Um whatever his problem right now is demand. Um, he has our, our supply. He has huge demand and does not have a supply for it. Um, the stuff we get goes right away because and, and, and it's it's Leo's a really great guy. Like Leo, to hear him, you think he was fifty or sixty. To meet him, he's like thirty, but he's just raised by like in the right circles with the right people with the right kind of humbleness and respectability and, and pay it forward to the people that are above you and respect that. And so um, to work with those guys, I, I got to say it's pretty damn easy. I really, I talked to Leo today. I really like working with them. I have no issues whatsoever. Um, so we just inked the deal. I'm at Fishing Island's exclusive North American dis- distribution point now. Everybody will go through us um, and then we're going to work with them getting on an international deal. But um, they keep knocking out of the ballpark and the reason why is it's they're they're doing limited cards and I mean you've seen their boxes right yeah like I, like I, sealed and stuff yeah like I showed my the box my girl she's like oh you're gonna propose I said no stop it's showing you the seeds I'm not marrying you <laughs> no but they're so nice they're like these big boxes that open up and they have like these wax seals and of course they have two different cards of authenticity they're all numbered individually and they have a card on the bottom that says if you ever not want these seeds we will buy them back from you in the the box and so um, they stand by their stuff 100,000 10% and so do we and um, their thing is just uh, limited uh, limited availability like there were 85 of the Zittles cuts, and 80, 85 of the Zittles packs, and that's it. That's all they'll do. Um, and you get them, you get them, and you don't, you don't. To where, you know, um, Exotic might have 500 of uh, Kimbo Kushout. So, I mean, not trying to hijack the thread here, but this is the second time we've mentioned Z Skittles we should talk a little more you know what's your feelings on it a lot of people say it's a sherbet s1 but besides that what's your feeling on it as a strain a lot of people say you know it doesn't really you know it kind of looks like bama weed but like it tastes phenomenal like so i guess what i'm saying is a lot of people kind of allude that maybe z skittles isn't the be all end all but if you can cross it with something fix up that bag appeal problem maybe that'll be the holy grail 
Uh, well, I don't know if the Holy Grail exists. I think I think I look at season baseball cards. So we all get a couple starters. We get a first baseman. We might get a Hall of Famer. But we're all looking for Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron, and they're out there somewhere. And we might have had them on like the first pack, and we might not get him until the hundredth pack. But we're never going to know because they're with phenotypes and plants being duploid. He can always be out there. There's always that next one that can be out there. Um, but with the Zittles. So what I know about the Zittles is when I talk to that guy, I vet I vet everybody. I'm not the I'm not the nicest guy. Um, I vet everybody when I when I when I when I got down when I got down to brass tacks with dude and was like, okay, so what is it? He threw out a grapefruit thing. He threw out something else and something else. At first he was like, I'm not telling you. I'm like, well, good luck. I'm not carrying your gear. He was like, uh, well, it's grapefruit cross, something this, something that. It didn't make sense. And I looked more a little more into it. And um, word I've heard is that it was purchased from a tray from Lake County, an expensive tray that was supposed to be cookies, and that when it didn't win in 2012, he asked Sherbinsky, who was on stage, if it was Sherbert, and he said no. And next, the year after that, enter Zittles. And that's all I really know about that. <laughs> okay. So, well, I believe that the guy who made Girl Scout cookies is in that same same is in that same Wilts area. Is this St. George? Yes. How do you know St. George? I like to do my homework too. Yes, yeah, St. George. I believe St. George did it, and I've got him. He's in Wilts, and I've got I've got down to a store. Oh wow! Like I know, yeah. He's a rockhound, so to say. Okay, and do you think maybe you'll be able to get him to kind of pop his head up and do some more things, so to speak? I, I, I'm a hard-working man. I try. I try. <laughs> but um, I also, also know that he's working on like a seventh-gen cherry pie, which also is like, oh, well, no-brainer. Uh, Ooh, nice. But he can't get stay. And, um, and so he's, he's got issues with that, but... Um, no, yeah, I, I have these guys down. That, that's what I mean. So, you know, I, I go find. I, you know, it's not hard to find. I mean, it's not hard. It's hard to find out who did the shit. I'm sure you didn't find George St. George right away, no. um, but it's it's uh, it's it's hard, and you got to do some research, and then you got to verify, and you got to vet, and you got to make sure this guy's telling the truth, and does this match up, and is this time period correct, and hopefully it all matches up. But um, those guys, you can get to them and show them. There's numbers. Yeah, I mean, verifiable banks. You can get loans on this shit now. You can go to the store. You can. This is legal. This is money. This is, you know, no more, no more, I, I, you know, uh, like unknown profit. No more have to hide your face or have or, you know, say unknown profit was never here. You know, you can be some, you don't have to be dead mouse anymore. You can take your head off. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. So. But, Who's one of the newer breeders that you're kind of considering adding onto the roster, but you're just kind of seeing what's happened, you know? So there's got to be some people who have kind of caught your eye, but you're still kind of going to wait to see how things go before you consider signing them up, so to speak. So, uh, really, I've only got like three or four left that, that I like. Um, 
I'm, I'm sad. So Source Genetics got a lot of their stuff stolen, and it looked bad. It looked like they targeted his house. Like, they left big screens and left cash, but stole all of the seed stock, which is bullshit. That's, like, directly trying to cripple that dude. Um, that's the guy behind all the mangoes. That's Chris Costasius. So the guy who did monster cookies. So really good dude. Um, um, so I think upcoming, doing new things that's, that maybe people are sleeping on, as much as I want to hate to say it, is going to be, for one, obsolete. They don't give him enough credit for his older stuff that he's done. But two is, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, um, Mephesto. <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to be honest. That's, I think we're talking Mephesto. I mean, they're... Um, I, I, you know, they're a double entendre. They're a double no-no for me. They do two things that I, I, I didn't sit with, and so I, when I met Darren, I'm like, I'm going to run you through it. We're going to. I said, first of all, you're not going to get, you're not going to get favorable looked at here in the states. For one, I said, and for two, you know, let's go look at your crop, and that's we're going to. I'm going to take it. We're going to smoke it. And we're going to put it through a rosin press. And I want to see it dried. I want to see it wet. And I want to take some and pop them. Um, they do like four years breeding on each project. They, they back cross it four times to a photo period, then they back cross it another four times to an auto period plant. They do a lot of work on each strain. And uh, I like them. I mean, to throw six six plants in the ground. So let's say you go camping on, was it Labor Day in, in May? You throw six plants in the ground and set, you do, go camping, set your little GPS coordinates. You go back in Memorial Day in September. Chop and crap, baby. Those are done. You didn't have to wait for the sun to go. You didn't have to wait for this to flip. You didn't have to wait for them to be male. You got auto females done from 70 days from seed. I plant this seed and 70 days to finish. Not I flip them, not I get to do. No, 70 days from them, I plant the seed. I cut these down and dry them. And, and as much as I don't want to. You know, I, I like my customers to be sustainable. Like with the thing, the problem with auto femmes and auto flowers in general is, I'm your heroin dealer, if you will. You you got to come back to me every time you want more seeds. Ah, I want more seeds. Come back to me. And I like you guys to be stable. Like find a female plant, find her, female hunter, and then cut clones. But with with auto femmes, if you cut the clone, the clone's going to flower and the plant's going to flower at the same time. I mean, they're set off. off Days on the calendar, not off the sun in the sky, and so it's a little different. You know, I'd like you guys to be more sustainable than that, but at the same time, you know, when I went to Alaska, it really opened my eyes because those those people up there they need autos. They whether it's not just and at first I was like, yeah, it's just being lazy, but they're just not being lazy, and it's not just their know how. It's like they have. Um, in the middle of summer, they have 17 hours of sun. That's it. And then it goes to zero. And so if they don't have autoflowers, they're not able to grow a free crop in their backyard. You know what I mean? Like they have to pay lights and do all that shit. And you know, maybe mom and pop bell don't have that money and they need that autoflower. And so whether I like it or not or whether I agree with it or not, they're still going to buy them. And they might as well buy them from me and have me vet them than buy them from Joe Blow, who they don't know. And so that's why I decided to pick up those. And the fem auto flowers, I just see a big use in commercial farming because if um, if so and so Inc. can throw a field of, of 500 auto fems out, out in their field, start working on their indoor facility, and in two months come out and crop that field, get paid on it, and then finish their facility, no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
anyway that's awesome to hear Mephisto's on board because um, yeah we really love their stuff as well and I mean just even from personal experience I remember they messaged me it's probably almost a year ago when I first started posting myself about how much I love the Blue Magoo and they sent me a photo being like oh yeah we're working on a Blue Magoo auto and I was like great and then like a few weeks ago I messaged them again I was like oh yeah how's that coming along by the way they're like oh yeah man still ages to go I was like fuck man it's like a year but they definitely put the work in <coughs> four years, four years on every project because they back cross it. Like I said, back cross it four times to a photo, and then back cross it four times to an auto period. And I had them on the show, and it's um, they're really. It, it takes four years for them to do their crosses because they, they really have to go through the work. And then what they didn't realize is that when, after they went on uh, the other podcast show that I'm on, the Adam Dunn um, show, that they were like, we do a lot more. Yep, the Adam Dunn show. I just didn't want to say. Uh, I don't like, like. We do a lot more work. <laughs> No, not enemies, but you know, I, I like to stay loyal with my guys. Of course, just so a rising tide floats all ships. There's yeah, no enemies. Exactly, exactly. We all have to be, we all have to check our fucking egos out the door. The plans speak for themselves. Everybody wins. We're in a great world right now. Um, as much hard work as I hate and want a bitch, you know, uh, would I want to be anywhere else? No. I mean, we're in a great place in time, and um, we can do things with it. But um, on the autos. Yes. So they were on the show and they were like, man, a lot of people just, just like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And they're like, dude, we've been doing, a, we do so much more work. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your stuff is more solid. And, but I love their packaging. I love their little security deal. It's all off the, the uh, uh, South Park stuff. That That's where the Dr. Mephesto comes from. Is He's the guy that changes all the animals in South Park. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I all like that. Like the piggies and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm that say, like, I'm a meth head and shit like that. <laughs> they've, got just, they've just got cool stuff. They're really nice guys. And yeah. it's all started, too. And you know, once again, out of necessity, it's two, it was two buddies that were, that were uh, 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 betting each other. It was like, hey, I bet I get one of my auto films and you can't out of your regs. He was like, oh, well, let's see. And so they, they tried and. Dude kept beating him left after right, so he's like, "I guess your way's better." So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess unlike Mephisto, what is a big mistake that a lot of newly emerging breeders make from your perspective? You know, not doing their homework, like taking two people, taking a, a pack of exotic and a pack of Crockett, and crossing them together. So, um, I don't want to take shots at banks, but. Say you make a strand called Yellow Tree, <laughs> and you and you take a, a Crockett's twenty four carat, and you cross it with Exotics Orange Valley OG, and then you're a seed bank for one, and then you grow that out and you win a cup with it. Well, now you're a seed bank that took this guy's that you sell, crossed it with his that you sell. And one with it. Well, you didn't do any of this shit. You didn't make the. You didn't break because basically you're, you're buying homework. Like I think uh, some. I'm sure one of your viewers will quote me on this, but on a true F1, I believe there's what 4,228 or 4,028 possible varieties of differences that can come 
phenotypes that can come out of it, ones that lead more towards mom, more towards dad. And as we break those down and, and cut out the shorter ones and cut out the taller ones, or if you will, cut out the blondes, cut out the redheads, F2, a three or four or five, break it down, 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 then we get less variance on those. Um, um, fuck, I get stoned and I forget where I was going. But we were talking about... People just like just kind of like using one Crockett strain and one exotic strain winning the cup yeah and 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 you're talking super hybrid dogs like so if we look at it as dogs Kate you know they're all wolves at one time right all comes back to canine lupus and through inbreeding and crossbreeding and fucking things up and you get short little weird dogs with you know weird um deficiencies like the owner the owner of teacher now is tank my my english bulldog and so, but to get an English bulldog, they had to take a wolf and <laughs> mess him all up and breed him all crazy. And then they came out with a English bulldog. And to make a poodle, they had to do the same thing. And so I think, you know, we can't canvas is the same way generally. If you, there's so much variety out there that uh, for people to buy clones, it's just crazy. There's just a lot of variety out there that they're missing out on. And I don't know of anybody that's won a cup with a clone that they bought at a store, you know. Like the way the most stores work, I hate to tell you this, but. You know, they're going to run a phenotype or a phenohunt with 100 cuts. They're going to keep number one, and then they're going to sell number three. And so that way you buy number one at their store, and it's so good, it's purple, and it's so sweet. And you're going to you're gonna buy their clone that they sell you, and it won't be quite as good. And you wonder why. And you'll try, and you'll try again, and you'll buy it again, and you'll try it again. And you'll never be able to get it quite as good as they do it at their store because you never had the genetic potential to. They never sold you the number one cut. You got the number three. And so, you know, drive, drive yourself crazy and keep going back to that store. But, phenol hunt, phenol hunt, phenol hunt. Yeah, so, I mean, this it's a little bit like that with Girl Scout cookies, in my opinion. You know, there's so many fake cuts, or not fake, but, you know, just varying cuts, so to speak. And for all the flack that Girl Scout cookie gets, there seems to be a lot of popular crosses of it. And I think that they'd be pretty good sellers, you know, so I'd be interested in your take. How well do cookie crosses sell overall, considering how much hate cookie crosses get? Left and right, they sell like crazy. But usually good breeders will try to stabilize her. Um, the form cut seems to be pretty stable. And, and why there's so many cookie crosses is because, and I'm, I, I'm, I fell into the category, but um, because it was unstable to start with, it was a herm to start with, what came from bag seed will be bag seed and will throw bag seed. And so, if you got from a bag seed you can grow, and you grow it, um, you can pretty much bet your balls that, that she's going to have balls, that there's going to be a bag seed there too. And so, if you buy that bag and you get that, you're like, oh, I got this, I got, I got this Girl Scout cookie seed, dog. I look at this. And you plant it, of course, it's going to be female because it's S1. You're like, oh, I got, bam, I got this, oh, I got this cookie now. And you plant it, and then you end up with something like OGKB. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's a crisp cut of, you know, of cookie, if I believe, which yeah. is the slowest, the slowest vegging, time consuming, most finicky hooker on, on the block. I mean, she wants, she wants a limo to pick her up. She wants this, she wants that. OGKB is just the slowest thing, but her crosses are wonderful. If you can get the right male that, that takes that slowness out of her because she's so, she's, She's worse than the Girl Scouts. She's like Girl Scouts' bitchy sister. She's so slow. I don't know. 
but a lot of people use the crosses because if you get it right, it brings her frost and 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 she stays stable. But because cookie came from a bag seed, everybody that bought a bag, they all thought they had it. And they all thought they better. That's why there's animal cookies and fookies and fortune cookies and and, and, and you know, because it's a clone. Sure, it's, sure, it's Girl Scout cookies. How do you know? I mean, I think I bought ten Girl Scout cookies in the back of in the front of Albertsons in Sacramento for like five grand in uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. I bought them and then brought them up to Washington. Let them get real, real big, <laughs> and then fucking just cloned off of them and just <sighs> flooded the market. Because I knew as soon as I let one out, somebody's going to do what I was doing. So nice, but yeah, good call. Everybody's a legend. Although only there's two legends, OGs. If you knew that, yeah. Well, you, you know, go on. Tell us about the legend OG because that's one I've been trying to find information for. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough, but I can't even seem to find who made it. Uh, so, uh, legend OG is 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 the the one of the better of the OGs, I believe. It's a yielding motherfucker. It's huge. It's massive. Um, Swampy Swamp Boys used it in their in their um, Zelda. Oh, and and no, yep, and and in Zelda, their first, their first thing, and 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 it's uh, it's cornbread holding this thing, and it's bigger than him, and it's just it's just spherical coal, it's just doof, doof, doof. I was like, golly, um, but it fills in it, and it's where the OGs are like, whoop, 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 whoop. this is just like, you know what I mean? It just fills in all those empty spaces, and so, but there was um. Uh, it was supposed to travel from point A to point B, and uh, um, or from point A to point B to point C. And when it got to point B, uh, point B didn't want to give it up, and uh, and and it should have been given up, and then asked for a cut from point C, and then point C would give it back to point B. But point B didn't even want to give it up, and then eventually gave a cut to point C, to where the original guy went up and saw point C and said, "Oh yeah." I just gave you that one as a tester just to see what you were going to make sure you didn't give it out. That's not the real one. Here's the real one. And gave the real one back to point A, who is partners with point C. Mm, okay. so the, 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 the reason, the legend of two uh, legends is that it was, a, it, it was originally as a test to make sure that he wouldn't give it out. And then when he went and saw it that next year, he was like, yeah, that's not the one I gave you. That's That's the other one. Uh, so, so one's the crinkle cut. What's the other one called? I've heard crinkle cut, and I've heard um, some Hawaii Maui thing cut. Um, uh, we could call Money Mike. I just released Money Mike's uh, I ninety five cross with uh, the legend. So the legend is uh, I ninety five is legend OG cross with uh, start out Corey Hank cut. Yeah, I think there's also either TK or SFV in there. Um, that it? might be or true and it would be TK yeah I just remembered that I-95 being like wow this is a powerhouse of like three badass strains yep and Money Mike is uh, we just released we, it's sold, it sold quick as shit it's, uh, it's great I, I I think it's that's what uh, Archives Lemon Peel is oh really yeah I thought that maybe had something to do with the Lemon G. Just because he's always ranting on about how good it is and the name, I thought maybe he was having a bit of fun with it. But, oh, well, just all weird hunch. Yeah, that's why, that's why we have Philos. 
and we could just take shit and put it in the galaxy and be like, ha ha. Yeah. So who's uh, your favorite breeder who you wish you could be selling, but maybe they're not in the game anymore or, you know, maybe uh, they're just not a part yeah. of CT now for whatever reason? Alien genetics would be the first. Uh, first would have been obsolete when he left me. I broke my heart, but then he came back. He was like, he was like man, you sold more in six months than those other guys did in two years. I was like, I know, it was stupid. I'm glad you're back. Because um, just his shit is like, I, 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 that's why I personally ran in my, in my garden. It was all of his franchise stuff. And it was just easy, frosty, easy, and, and uh, you know, when you, when not not everything works um, in society, not everything works in children, not everything works in in duploid plants, not everything works. You're going to have a corky every now and then, you know. Uh, you you do you understand the corky like, but uh, to do drugs, do I'm too I'm too small for that, like that. That's <laughs> and so and so you just have to, but you don't know you're going to have corky until after you have him, and so you just have to watch too, and you have to be able to call your plants. Like it, it hurts, but you have to be able to cut a bitch and be like, you know what, you're not what I'm looking for. And, and and with OBS, that may be a little um, – you may have to do that more often than others. But the ones that you do keep are fire. And I have learned so much stuff from that guy just by him telling me different tricks and techniques. And like, like with pheno hunting, I'll give this to you a little show, a little breeder tip to your show on pheno hunting. When you're pheno hunting in a room by itself away from your other plants, you don't need that big bushy plant. What do you need? You need the, you need two colas to make sure it's stable and it's not going to throw, right? And you want to find the smelliest one and the best-looking one and the one that finishes first. You don't need all the shit. So when she gets up to about four high, cut the two side ones, clone them. So now you got clones of the two. Now you got a plant that's symmetrical with two colas fitting, sitting next to each other. And just stack those in a four-by-eight tray. And you can get like... 30 or 40 of them in there and then instead of looking at the whole tr- plant making sure there's no herms on it and, at all stages you're just watching two colas at the top to make sure those don't harm yeah. and then add that and then add that whole tray instead of finishing them all off for these big trees you just go through the 50 or whatever is in that tray have them sequenced or have them tested and then say oh yep that's that's the bad bitch I'm keeping her, and then go back to those clones, and then boom, we have them. But instead of having those, 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 those four armed plants or six armed plants that are like all over the place, just just chop them, and then stack them, and then just say you just have to check the tops. Yeah, that's but, an awesome tip. But it's just old old school shit like that that I hear from breeders. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, because I used to run fucking giant trees or mini trees, and I'd have to look at all that, and it'd be the lower branches that would first throw, and I would miss them. So yeah. And so, so in general, have you noticed an improvement in the quality of seeds over the years? Like, you know, in terms of the percentage of offspring you get from the seeds that are like keepers, so to speak, or better quality than just duds? Yes, because we're science. Uh Breeders now breeding for things. You know what I mean. Before it was, it was, it was with our nose, and 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 um, you know, I this one made me feel stonier, man. I think, you know, and so, but but you're not really sure. But you know, but, but this one smelled better. I I think, 
but now we can send these things in and be like, oh no, this one's definitely higher in chirps. This one's definitely higher in mercine. This one's definitely higher in THC with THCV or whatever it is you're looking for. Instead of when you breed, you can then take those results and be like, okay, this this plant is high in THCV. This or A, this highest plant is, is high in THCA. I'm going to cross those and get an even higher plant in THCA or whatever cannabinoid you're looking for. And then it becomes a worthwhile thing. And if you can run those in twos fashion like TSK and get those on a volume where they come out under 0.3%, then you're growing tons, fields and fields of plants that may have a minute amount of what of the cannabinoid that you're looking for, but on an acre or two acre or five acre scale, that minute amount adds up to where it can actually do and heal people and save and do things. But um, as long as you can grow your own shit in the backyard uh, and don't have to pay the government, they're not going to let you do it. Yeah. Okay. And so on a bit of an unrelated topic, but I, I really wanted to ask this question from a personal curiosity. Do you find yourself having to kind of constantly put out little spot fires in terms of these little, how should we say, micro feuds in between breeders? That was yesterday's comment on my – we have a program called Slack with all my employees. I've got 12 employees. And that was my yesterday's uh, – my little comment of the day was putting out fires all day. But, yeah, all fucking day and putting out shit. But just, you know, people doing things. So Exotic asked me if he could use the Alien Sour Apple from Obsolete. And Ob said, yes, no problem. So Exotic puts it out, Alien uh, or uh, Candy Rock, Candy Alien – Cherry, Apple, Alien, whatever the fuck it was this last time. Ops calls me pissed. He's like, it says Sour Alien or Sour Apple doesn't say Alien on it. And then it says my name. He's, he's not just using my name. I, I said, I called you on this. We talked about it. He's not using your name. He doesn't care about you. Like, well, some of my friends said he might just put obsolete on there just because it's just similar packs. I said, bro, I don't, I, I, I love you. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take you down, but um, he's got 23 cups in the last two years. Ain't got shit to do with you. You know what I mean? Like, he was just doing that out of respect, just to say that I got it from obsolete, and then showing you love on the thing. He might have forgotten to put the alien, which I get, and I'll talk to him about, but it was it was done in no bad, with no bad intentions at all. It was done straight out of fucking respect for you and, and giving you credit on it, because, you know, he knew, he knew that I wouldn't take it if, you know, I dealt with you, so. Yeah, okay. I even spent three hours with Gage Green the other day talking about their bullshit. How did that go? <laughs> Fun. He, uh, you know, he, he he originally told me that he got busted, that the cops came to his house and shit. He's like, don't tell anybody. I'm like, okay. Sorry, were and, you talking uh, to Key Play or MK4? Uh, Japanese dude. Uh, MK4. Sorry, M4K. Jeff, yeah. M4K, yeah. I think. Yeah, cool, cool. But, so I'm sitting at the hotel and... Uh, I already left him like two messages because he was getting lippy with Marcus and, and putting his shit about the Marcus thing online. And I'm like, that's cool that you and Marcus had beef. And and, 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 and I, I get your principles and, 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 and they're great and, and that's wonderful. But the other of us that have paid, you're putting us all on fucking blast. And do that shit in, in the DMs. Do that shit where it's not in public. But you're putting us all on blast. And I know that he has like 40 other shops in California that he works with. And if you get our shit done, that's a lot of revenue you're going to cost a lot of people on, and, you know, watch it. And I, oh, then I called Mike on it. He's like, well, I don't give a fuck. Uh, exotic. 
I was like, no. I said, you should give a fuck. I said, because if he gets our guy in sight exposed, goodbye your sight. I said, the last time you fucking, you lost your 137,000, you were like, you posted the, that's it, folks, I'm gone. And my phone blew up, and people started rioting, and they thought I'd made you quit. I said, so no, don't do that again. I said, but that was the greatest pre-marketing ploy ever for Emerald Cup. So next year, maybe do it again. But uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, but... um. So yeah, Gage, so I, I was at the uh, airport waiting to come back from Key West when I was down in Key West two weeks ago, and I just had it uh, with them. That's the nice thing about iPhones is you have all the fucking texts. Just like a court transcript. <laughs> Um, I and, and I think they're missing one court. I, as far as I'm concerned, I have everything in writing ever for the last six years. But um, so March 13th, as third, I said, I reached out to you three times. And I'm losing my patience. I suggest you call me back, and I'll leave it at that. And then uh, he told he called me back right away at the airport. We talked. He said uh, he's like in confidence. Uh, he's like I tell you what. So I actually got arrested. I was like what? He says yeah, they came to my house. I was like fuck. Um, that's crazy. I said about about what? I said I said you know, spin it. I said um, I said it was definitely Marcus or one of his cronies. That's no brainer. You shouldn't have fucking blown him out. And he apologized. Um, and I said, uh, was it your plant count? And he was like, yeah, I was over. It. They they said they could smell it. And I was over my plant count. I said then 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 do that. He's like, I was I was just saying I was with a relative and I took my sight down. I said that works. That looks fucking tons worse. I said just. The cops are at your house. You're going to be in public record. Just say you either had an old warrant or that they came at you and, and, and fuck, the cop, fuck the cops. You were four plants over and they wanted to make an example. I said, but the cops were clearly there and you clearly can't fucking lie about it. And you clearly, unfortunately, brought this shit on yourself. He's like, yeah, I know. I should have stopped it. I just need the, the power to find this thing and hit inside. And yada, yada. I appreciate the support you've shown. I can see why Mike can trust you like he does. I said, I'm here to protect my brands and the bullshit. Um, oh, and then, and then he's like, uh, and then my CFO, who's in, who's in kind of Colorado, hits me with, hey, did you hear Gage Green got, got arrested? Uh, and so I sent that picture to fucking Gage real quick. I was like, hey, this came from my CFO in Colorado, who should not know these things. <laughs> I said, I did not let the cat out of the bag. Unless he, if I told him, he would not be telling me. Um, I said, your shit's out. Uh, so I asked him who he heard from. He said that uh, he was a twos, and so Sonny, Chiba had called two and told him. And so he called me. He's like, you call Sonny and ask him who he heard from. So I asked Sonny, I said, you know, where would you hear that from? He's like, well, the guys who were sharing his booth in the chalice offered me his booth. And I said, no. So I told fucking Gage that. I said, I said, he's like, well, you know, I wonder if you can call Sonny and see if you can you know, tell, him, tell anybody else. I said, dude, Sonny's in Oregon. Two's in Colorado. You're in Michigan. Fire's out. I said, it's fucking, it's uncontrollable fucking fire by that at this point. I said, all you can do is fucking throw, throw a giant douse with water, make a statement, and then don't fucking say another thing. Don't feed the trolls. I said, just say that you got arrested. You were a couple, you tell them the truth. I said, by shutting down and saying nothing, people think that it was had something to do with seeds, and all your customers can can could reasonably foresee that their addresses would now be compromised. I said, but that's not what you were arrested for. You were arrested for being over plant count, which 
can't fucking blame you. Who isn't? I said, if anybody, if anything, you'll just be normal and real again. I said, so you'd say that you got fucking busted for plant count. You were in there for four days and that's it. And that fucking, you know, snitches get stitches in this goddamn business. But don't, you know, but, but, but don't feed the trolls. Don't let, don't keep answering people's shit, but you need to make a statement. They clearly came. Um, you clearly left for three days and, uh, it wasn't overseas. And so, um, you know, don't. Mark Henry didn't go to jail for fucking selling seeds. He went to jail for not paying his taxes. Pissed off the Canadian government. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, dude, don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't rep you. I don't rep your shit. Um, just because I had heard a story about those guys. So I, that's why I won't, that's why I won't deal with them with Gage, but. Yeah. You know, we'll just call that grapes and uh, sour grapes. But. Yeah, Jojo Rizzo's stuff. Exactly, Mr. Rizzo. Interesting. Who was feeding? Who was feeding Mr. Rizzo? Who was supplying him? Yeah, we've we've heard Matt Matt threw that around. Yeah, that um, there was some dodgy stuff oh. going on there. That shirt face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You guys are not friends. I I now remember that thread going on. <laughs> um, yeah, they called me Walmart because but then but but you saw where i clearly posted every fucking every screenshot that i had that was like oh you're the best one and, oh i want you to carry my feminine spray and yeah i mean you can't deny you you're the best <laughs> but um i mean what's interesting about that is i remember the one thing i do remember from all that was um something along the lines of you said you wanted to be the walmart of seeds or something like that where like do you mind expanding on that topic first do you mean by that like you just want to be like the biggest supplier or do you mean like right. you it's not the walmart the costco of seeds costco sorry yeah so do, do you do you by that do you he mean said no. he said walmart I, I, no. I meant costco. Oh, okay but costco, i just thought i remember costco, it wrong costco has everything at pennies on the dollar but they're able to sell every brand good brands top quality brands and 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 give excellent customers excellent customer some customer support you don't so i don't know if you shop at costco or not but you don't have to keep your your receipt forever you just if you bring if you buy something there and you break it they keep your receipts you just go in there tell them your name they pull up all your shit that you bought oh you bought this here cool we'll take it back and give it to you like they have like like the nordstroms of seed banks if you will that's what I am. We have a we have we have a hundred percent guarantee. If you buy anything at Nordstrom's and bring it back, they'll give you your money back and give you your shirt. Something something new. We do that as well. I, I the worst thing you can do is ask a customer how he germinated his seeds. For one, I can't do that because I sell genetic preservation kits and they are these you know don't get them wet, don't get it dirty. But I for two. That's never a good conversation to get into because my way may not be the right way to germinate. It might not be, you know, your way might not be the way, his way not be the way. Whatever way works for you is the way that works for you to germinate. And not everything germinates. And so if you had a pack that fucking didn't germinate one time, shit happens. Send us an email, we'll send you a free pack. You hit me up four times, we may have to watch a YouTube video on germination of seeds. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you'll probably be on the list. But... So, in kind of line with the whole popping seeds, breeding thing, what's a strain that you personally would love to see be bred with more? I know for me, it's uh, pink champagne, and I know that Dungeon Vault Genetic have got a line or two with that in it, um, you know, but you've probably got something else in mind. What's what's the strain you want to see get used more in crosses? I want Roadkill Skunk back. Oh, you stole my next question. 
I've got I've got I've got a five thousand dollar bounty on her head. Uh, so, um, do you think I'm, Duke's I'm, closing I'm, in on that bounty? So the only dollar I won from me and Duke bet dollars all the time. I tell you about Sour Patch's dad. Sour Patch bet him a bunch of bunch of bunch of. Uh, we're both uh, fetties. And so that's how we bet. And so he he bet Sour Patch bet Duke a bunch of soups, and ramens, and a couple sodas, and a you know a, a honey bun, and uh, and Duke won, of course. And so I paid off his his debt. But um, <laughs> Tommy said he had it, and he brought me a jar, and it was not what I was expecting. And so he didn't this time last year. That's not to say that his current steps aren't working in that direction. But for me, what I was looking for wasn't in that jar. But at the same time, I could possibly say, I, I, I don't know that I've ever smelled a true roadkill skunk. I'm only I'm only 39, you know, which is not old. I mean, it's old, but, but it's not a true road. I placed the roadkill pre-83. Like, like, like 82, Sacred Seeds went down. Fucking uh, Frankenbean. Um... Dr. Frankenbean, um, Skunkman Sam, um, he's got a third name too as well. That he mysteriously gets out of jail after the, after Sacred Seas gets goes back to the house, grabs some straggly cuts, takes them to Amsterdam, and sells the six of it to six the six companies. And out comes the shit and, and two other skunk one and these other skunk crosses. So and they don't have skunks over there, so they don't know. They bred for the sweet side. So I think it has to come. From this side. Now, another guy I carry called Master Ty, who <laughs> talk about background work. I think dude's an F1 F8 uh, Hell's, Hell's Angel, just because the catch he carries had to have come that way. He's got <laughs> such unique shit. Uh, he's got a 68 IBL skunk cross, he, he claims. So when I go back and, and, I, and I redo history and I look back at the people I talked to, well, '67 was the was was Vietnam, and that's when the body the body bags and the bricks starts coming back from the war. So technically, somebody could have been breeding with seeds '67, '68, '69, because that's when the start of the Vietnam War was, and that's when they were bringing the shit back in the body bags. And so it's like, hmm, this guy's shit making sense, but you know. He also claimed that he made Space Queen, and he didn't make Space Queen. Vic, uh, Vic Hyde made Space Queen. Toothpick Vic. So, uh, which is my fear? That's your next question. Which breeder do I want to see come back? Toothpick Vic. Yeah, do you think he's still alive? Yeah, I think he's just doing his parents' business. I don't think he saw enough money in it. But I I know Neville's coming back. Yeah, Neville is the one person I would really love to interview in that... I'm I'm gonna go to him. I'll be like, I'm coming to you, buddy. I'm driving because he's in Australia. But yeah, he's hard to track down. Um, uh, Mark Carrere is close to me. If you want to talk with him, he's got all kinds of, of shit to talk. Uh, not, not shit to talk, but um, uh, questions to lay out about Ben Donkers and Cincy Seabank. Yeah. Wants to know. He's never received a penny for any of the Jack Carrera strains that they sell for 300 bucks a pack. Although that was clearly his dad's strain. Uh, hasn't received a dime on it. The whole family hasn't. Yeah, so, that's a good question. I think a lot of people have got a lot of questions for Ben Dronkers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
yeah. But um, so yeah, if I have one back, she'd be she'd be Roadkill Skunk because I think she's extinct. Okay. If I could have two back, I think I'd have ATF or MTF, just because those are two that I cannot seem to find. And so, I mean, while we were on the topic of the skunks and just in specific, you mentioned the 67, the 68, you know, the possibility of breeding then. What do you know about, you know, the brothers of eternal love and the possibility that they were the ones who did the skunk, you know, the old Uncle Fester 69? That's where he gets, that's, that's, that's where Master Kai get, claims to get it from. Okay. And I mean, but Uncle Fester was a meth cook. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I I mean. I, I had seen that online, and I thought maybe it was just like a, a commonality, but not the same person. <laughs> yeah, because he, I'm pretty sure there's like a there's a few like there's like he wrote a few cookbooks. <laughs> yes, I believe three, in fact. But he was he was running most of shit through their crankcases. But that's why I called got called crank because the bikes have a crankcase which could be easily filled with things, and then yeah. up. And th- but those same those same areas of that motorcycle could also be filled with cuts and clones. Oh, okay. And I've, I've heard stories that HA would go into towns, they'd squeeze people, they'd, you know, pretty much, I'm going to fuck your wife, I'm going to shoot you, uh, you're going to give us your, uh, and then, then we're going to take all your shit. Or you can work with us, we're going to take your cuts and clones and we'll pay you and we'll work with you and everything will be cool. Um, and they protect people. And so I thought that uh, I've heard both stories. And um, I do know the guy, a son of, I, can, uh, I actually know a guy in the Brotherhood who's still alive, and that his son is Golden Coast Genetics, Oscar Gilman, who is his dad's Brotherhood. And that's who I got the uh, information that the shit was coming in starting in 67. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, God, I wish we could speak to some of the, the Timothy Leary era type ones. Yeah, no, he's the. Uh, um, so Gold, Gold Coast's name is Dave. Um, but if you look at his, his lines, he has the manic. He has the old Afghani, Afghani crosses. So he's got the old brothers, uh, brotherhood stuff. And, and his dad's brotherhood. And so that's who I can go. Because some of these guys are so fucking old, I have to vet them from someone. I'm like, fuck, who do I vet you through? Who do I find out if you're telling me the truth? You gotta get some real old fuckers, and so. Um, but yeah, he could. He would be on, and he'd be probably stoked to be on. He's bored, staying at home. I just uh, gave them, bought them a bunch of seats so they can. He could get his dad a table that sits up, so he can get in his wheelchair, and so we can still grow on his table and all that shit. And so, yeah. you know, Dave loves to get on starch. He likes to stir up the pot. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> And he hates. He's not a big fan of Riot and uh, or Archive, so he's fun. <laughs> okay, I'll have to hit him up. And his gear speaks for itself. So yeah, and he's so got, uh, sorry, I was just going to say. So, what are your favorite genetics? And what I mean by that is not necessarily a strain, but like you know, kind of the origins. You know, are you more of like you like things with their Afghani heavy, or maybe like more Thai type stuff? Like, where do you fall? I guess I'd go for more of the, you know, this would be a sound clip, lady boys, um, but more, <laughs> more of the ties. I, 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 uh, I'm over the fruity, nice, you know, I like flower. I like something you're like, oh, God. You know, smell a little bit more. <laughs> you know, I like just something that just knocks you off. Like, you're, like 
like because you're expecting fruity, floral, citrusy somewhere on the line until you smell. Like most of these ties are just fucking nasty. And you're like, fuck, that's awful. Mark that with red. I'm keeping her. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know why, but those are also ones that um, have also the greater propensity to throw and not be as stable with them. So, but I got a tie seed from a guy from '79 at, at, at Hempfest. He came out with something. He says, "He says this, this was in my hat through the war, and I came home, and it was it was in my hat. And I don't know if it's still viable or not, but I figured I'd give them to you." I said, "Thank you. I'll give you some free ones. Here you go." That's good. Well, I scuffed them, you know, put them in a the little thing. Oh, three came out, and two were the females. And one was just just a stinky fucking bitch. Which I love. Like I said, rotting flesh, dead body, kind of toe jam, nasty. Just like you were like, ugh. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was just different. You know what I mean? Something like, like when Glue came out, it was different. Um, weed's going to get, at, you know, eventually all fucking Jack Herrera. Jack Herrera's 11 different strands cross. And, and, and once you get the milkshake so milkshaked up it's going to work its way towards Jack and so I like things that are far off like different like you don't want to be the fifth person in the, in the store that day trying to sell Jack or headband or OG because you've got to beat the four guys before you and you've got to be cheaper and then there's a price for it it's where if you're the only guy in their store with, with purple fucking donkey dick then you're the guy yeah the question I've always had is there seems to be a lot of breeders in the scene who will, for one reason or another, tell you that another breeder is like, you know, like, quote, unquote, a bad dude or whatever. Do you think a lot of the time most of it just boils down to personality conflicts? Because admittedly, there are some dudes who are just straight out shady. But I've also found that for some people who maybe I'll get told they're a bit of a shady dude, there'll be almost equally another group of people who'll say, nah, he's cool. And the person who initially told me they were shady, the other camp will be like, nah, he's shady. And it's like, well, maybe there's just kind of a bit of a little like, you know, a feuding going on. And maybe neither of you is, you know, innately a bad person, but there's just some you know, personality conflicts here or something like that. So I can see you've been to Denver. <laughs> yep. There are two, there are two, possibly three camps in Denver. One camp does not like the other camp. Um, and as always, it's, uh, it has legs and, 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 and the only STD, the worst STD ever kids. <laughs> got a female involved between both camps that's how stupid it is yeah. but um, yes some so it's like Top Dog Top Dog sold to OES and I had to send him pictures of OES I'm like here here's your screenshots bro like you, this is the guy you want representing your brand like like I'm this guy you know what I mean like, I'll show you a video I was like this is the, this is the guy you want, like representing your shit. And if so, then maybe I'm the wrong guy. He's like, "Fuck no, I don't want that kind of guy." You know, representing my shit. He's, it's exactly the opposite guy I want. Um, God, wait a minute. I'll pick it back up. I was stoned once. Oh, two different brands. So the proof is in the pudding. I mean, the proof is in the work. They can talk all the shit they want, but I can pop the beans here, and if they come out right, then they come out right. And if 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 I'm seeing a non, I mean, the, the proof is in my my. Like ten thousand customers. If I, if I'm hearing consistently that 
you know, down the board, this, these aren't germinating, or these are herming, or these are coming out. I mean, we've got enough of, of, a, of a base that I can I can go to my breeders and then say, hey, here, here's here's a stack of order. Here's here's what's going on. Or I can go to like exotic and be like, yeah, three or three returns, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and half of them, you know, I know they're all bullshit in the place in the first place. Like we just, but we. You, it's never good to have that conversation. How'd you germinate them? Everybody can fuck up once. Uh, something could happen in that pack. They could be all males. It could happen. It could foreseeably happen. I get it, you know? And that's why, you know, people may bitch at my prices maybe 10 or 15% higher. But with a guarantee and three-day service and everything else we provide, a person that answers the phone, it, it, it's worth it, you know what I mean? Especially where it comes in the breeder packs. We attach them to cards. You get, you know, you see me with all my breeders. You know what it's coming from. And, and it, it's going to come down to that. You're going to have to have your shit verified and, and sold. That way when you go to turn it into metric or or i five hundred two system and they and they and they they scan it for you know their the uh, with the testers it's going to have to match up in the sequencing area it's going to have to be in these clusters or it's not what it is and you can't sell it that way because yeah. it's for now so I mean on the issue of uh, you know kind of selling seeds and all that end of things how often do you guys find you've got to kind of change up your shipping methods to kind of throw profiling off? Do you find it's not something you have to overly worry about or is it something you've got to stay on top of all the time? My life is hell. Um, I'm surrounded by the the, the, partner of, of the Department of Agriculture has my back and I'm surrounded by lawyers. But um, the legal gray area, so there's... Uh, Hemp seeds are the same ones you can buy off Amazon. You can buy off um, GNC down the street. Down the street, they're all genius cannabis L sativa. So there's no cannabinoids in the embryo whatsoever. Yeah. Um, we don't change up our stuff. Our biggest problem has been my haters, my competitors, knocking me off to like. Straight up being narcs. Somebody calling up to my visa card and saying, I didn't buy tomato seeds off that site. I bought cannabis seeds, self implicating themselves. Of which, of course, I got black flagged and then all my visa shut off. Yeah. And then, they had some, then I had somebody call my server and was like, So they're not really selling seeds for 300 bucks a pack. They're selling seeds. They're just shipping out ounces. So yeah, they wow. shut me off. They deleted my website, deleted my backup. So they were zero culpability. My Instagram has been took, taken down six times. My Facebook's been taken down. And so it, it, it gets unnerving. When you're a trailblazer, I understand you get your arms cut up and you should wear gloves. But, like, it's like it's all a fair, fight fair. And, uh, you know, it's got to be somebody in the industry because I have no un- unhappy customers. You, if you're unhappy, I'll ship you seeds. The only way you can be unhappy is if I ship you too many seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Stop shipping me seeds. Okay, cool. You're happy. Um, right, and that's why I have the guarantees because you can't. There's, there's not a reason to be mad at me. I, I didn't breed them. I'm just the broker. And if you're upset, I'll replace them with somebody else's. I, I don't do anything. And so, yeah. um, we, uh, we've had good, you know, relatively good luck. We've used uh, the same courier system we always have. I, being that I own all 50 states, I have a courier in all 50 states. And so the courier gets the order. The order gets, you know, um, gets a tracking number and it gets received in three to five days. 
And I think if you if you look on the right side of my uh, website, you'll see the review section, which is put on by Yotpo, Y-O-T-P-O. They're a third-party uh, review section. And I think we have over 865 five-star reviews. So. And they're all third-party. It's not like I just sat here and wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Spend all your day slaving them out. No, that's good to hear. It was so good. Uh, I've run out of things to think. So, one of our last questions: What's the most odd request slash you know like weird reason someone's given you for why they need new seeds? Like, what's the most just far out email you've ever received? You know, uh, in general. Um. So I probably have to ask Dusty or JC. I've got, like I said, I've got two employees now. I figured out a long time ago, one of my biggest keys to success out there is it takes a team. It takes a team to be successful. I couldn't go around and, and do the shows I do. I couldn't be in Boston right now um, if I didn't have six guys back at the office packing boxes, doing shit, getting stuff ready. Um, three guys here getting the doing the trade show and, and babysitting done right now. Right, so, so, so it definitely takes a team. Um, it's, so it's weird. It's 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 heartbreaking because we'll get a lot of people who want some for donations, and it's hard for me to say no to donations. I can, you know, if you give me this, you know, let's see sob story about my mother has cancer and she has this and she has this and she has this. I'm gonna give you seeds. You know what I mean? Because that's that's I'm gonna give you CBD seeds because that's what should be done. Um, but then sometimes my my. You know, that's why I don't do customer service anymore because sometimes they'll be like, oh, that guy again? He's on the blacklist. He always comes back. He's always making up these bullshit stories. And so you have those people that, you know, purposely use that as an excuse, which fucks it up for the people who are like, no, my mom literally does have cancer. She is dying, and I finally am getting her to try some edibles. It's like, well, I want to be a part of that. If she's, you know, she's she grew up with 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 uh, you know Operation Propaganda, and you know, if you get high, you're going to rape your sister. Well, you know, um, now if I can help her and give her some homeopathic, all natural hand salve that she can rub on her fucking hands, her hands don't hurt now. Just don't tell her it's weed. She's fine. She loves it. In fact, she needs some more. You know what I mean? She just doesn't know what it is, and yeah. so, um, so I think that would be that would be it. Yeah, I, guess I don't know if we answered it, but um, it's just the, the sadness of. I mean, I get some weird ones, but it's just I get a lot of a lot of ones wanting donations, and then you know, horrible stories of of this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened, and you know, it's hard to you know know what's which true and unfortunately, you know, I've I've fallen for them, and the only reason I say it is because they've, you know, my staff has pointed out and been like, oh, well, here, 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 and here, you shipped them all to the same address, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking suckered me. All right, well. So, for someone who's interested in ordering some strains in the near future, if you could just say pick maybe you know like say one to three strains right now from the catalog, which if you were going to personally grow out, you'd be like, yeah, I'd probably grow out these three. They're, they're kind of interesting me right now. What were some of the ones you'd recommend? So I would definitely grab a Fruity Pebbles OG from Obsolete. The Fruity Pebbles is, is, is fun. Um, from Exotic, I would grab the Triple OG. He's about to put the Triple OG out by itself. The Triple OG is the male of all this last line of the Kimbo 
of the Cocoa Puffs and the, everything else that came out, the Cube, Labyrinth. Um, I, I don't think you should put it out for another year. It's like basically putting out Starfighter. Um, he's putting out the Triple OG by itself. It'll be probably either this month or next month. By two packs, you'll be able to get that one. It'll be like the Cube, basically. How the Cube went for 450, the Triple OG would be like that. But so that one would be just another one to have for sure. Um, and then Relentless is doing a lot, a lot of great work. Um, I've had actual breeders send me pictures of his work saying, this is some of the best shit I've grown. Like breeders. And breeders don't call me to tell me other things are good. <laughs> I mean, breeders call me, so I heard this one's hurting out. I heard this one's being bad. You know, they don't, they don't, they're not like, hey, this guy's shit's really good. And so um, Relentless is putting out a lot of really good stuff. He's on the set right now. And then we just got back uh, Thunderstash. And so, uh, Pinks and Perps, aka Chocolate Thunder, um, aka Thunderstash, was like uh, Mike's partner, mentor, if you will, back in the day, Mike Exotic. And so he lives up in Washington. Um, he did the Santa Banana, uh, Sour Banana Larrys. He's a great guest to have on. He's super fucking smart about times and dates and who did what. And he knows a lot about elite genetics. Uh, the guy who keeps getting thrown in jail but puts out fucking phenomenal stuff, um, which I don't know enough about, but he's a really good guy. But his, his banana dog and his sour Larry dog crashed. They were the first ones who crashed my site when we released them. <laughs> That's a good thing to have. Yeah. So we like that. Then, uh, of course, you know, last but not least, uh, the banners are doing a bunch. Banner just came out with, uh, you know, he got a, a strawberry diesel mail back from ResDog. And so he was able to, because that was half a banner. Yep. And so he's been able to get everything back with it. So um, we've got the uh, banner OG, and which is going to be like 75% banner. And then, you know, eventually he'll work his way back to a, a full on. Yeah, awesome. And so the final question. What's your favorite strain of all time to smoke? I can't say it yet. It's not out. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So for for one for for one that's out we're out. Well, the one that's out would be um, just because uh, Mike Exact you'll give me the flower. So no, sorry, buddy. Uh, Archives lemon peel, one star. Yeah, that thing wow. just. It's 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 a yielder. It's chunky. It's like I said. I walk out to the hotel to the car twice to smoke it. Um, really, really good stuff. And last year it was it was uh, exotics lemon meringue that were both also real chirpy, chirpy, nice, nice stuff. Um, I got some forbidden fruit at Emerald Cup this year that blew me away. It was like. Just the most purplest grapefruit that was wonderful. I had uh, even called dude and be like, "What is this? What, what was that purple nug that was in there?" Um, <laughs> and then for upcoming strains, uh, I finally have gotten a hold of uh, the Chiquita Banana guys. Oh, oh, so thirty-four percent. It's Monster Yielder, Spherical Colas. So that's uh, they're looking at putting those out probably within a month. Wow. Yeah, so cool. I'm always on the hunt. I'm always doing something. Like I said, I just got to, finally got the guy who made Purple Urkel. And 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 how I vetted him, or one of the ways, like I said, I go to great great extents to vet my people because everybody made something, you know. Uh, I met a guy today who, met, who made cannabis. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you did. Um, but Mel, Melvinetics was one of his first testers. Yeah, wow. Which makes sense. 
which makes sense because Mel has the Ohio Buckeye purples, all the other purples, and you know, which this guy's grandfather, uh, Purple Urkel himself, then makes sense that she would still use those in her lines, and she would have gotten them from them, and that they would match up in sequence. And so, so that's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. But that would be very interesting. So if you look at the ethos, ethos, uh, ethos galaxy. Purple Urkel is like 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 Pluto. It's way over here by itself, and I don't know why it clusters way over here by itself, but it does. So that means something. Yeah, I think we're actually going to do a follow up episode with Matt in the future, so we'll have to delve more into that. Yeah, no, sure. Uh, maybe we can do him on the drop. Like I said, I've been texting with him. I guess his reception's bad. Where he's at and whatnot, and so he's up in the hills. Uh, he's yeah, he's always like, I'll come down at 12, which is like 3 your time, and I'll call you. That's what we did today. I said, okay, I'll call you at 3, and I'll be excited, you know. But, you know, even funnier things, he comes from, uh, looks like about 10 miles from where I grew up, so. Oh, wow. That shit was that close. So I'd be uh, like, holy shit. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I guess just to wrap it all up, you know, like thanks so much for coming on the show and for spreading so much of your knowledge, so much little tidbits of awesomeness we're going to have to chase up and follow down further follow down further that's the thing I, everything I've said is, is as I know it and so I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a scientist I'm not a genetics guy I'm a, I'm a seeker of the truth I'm, uh, uh, I, I want credit for to, to, to get to where credit's due and I want the old guys who, who took the risks and shit who made my road easier I'd like to give them back shit now you know what I mean like I've had my fun and this works great for me and if they can get what they do you know because because they're used to writing, you know, blah, blah, blah on a Sharpie bag. Well, by the time I get that thing home, who the fuck? I, I can't read the first two lines. So now who am I supposed to get credit to? And now what am I supposed to name this? And it's definitely not retail sellable. So we can come in and help them and do their stuff. So um, it's just good that I can still get them out. And then, you know, we've got 35 breeders. I think all of America's top breeders. I don't know. I like OG Rascal. I'm working on him right now. Um, Bodie says he doesn't have the demand. Or it doesn't have the supply. I'd run it out too soon. I said, well, that's a demand issue. I said, we just have to switch that up. Get you better packaging. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, again, but, yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. And hopefully we can catch up again soon. For sure, definitely. Thank you much. Uh, you guys can check everything out at www.seedsherenow.com and uh, seedoholics.com as well for the auction site. And all the new... Um, aficionados are going to be going up on the Cedaholic site, the Kim for Reserve, the One Golden Lemon, the Roseus, uh, Roseus uh, Special, which is the Zills, and I believe there's uh, 25 vanilla berries. So, Yeah, awesome. Snatch them up, guys. Definitely. Thank you very much for having me and uh, good growing. A huge thank you again to James Bean for taking the time to sit down with us. Big shout out to Seeds here now, 420 Australia, and OGS, as always, number one sponsors in the game. Check them out for all your needs. A big thank you also to all our new Patreon supporters. You guys are the first ones listening to this. I hope you're all enjoying it. Shirts coming out soon, guys. Hope you're looking forward to it. See you.